This is Ross Payton here with Roleplay Public Radio. Uh, This is the actual play of the Esoterrorist. We're going to be using the published scenario Profane Miracles. You know, I don't want to keep mentioning this, but you do it every damn time. I know, it's a nervous that, switch. Yeah, that whenever you introduce the show, you use that voice. Yeah. Well, I think it has a certain charm to it, though. Yeah. I like that. See? Hello there! <laughs> Hello, this is a radio voice. Anyways. Everyone needs a well-cultivated radio voice. Shut the hell up! We have, uh, of course, three players with us. Uh, <laughs> right now, we have Tom Church here. Uh, go ahead and introduce your character. My character is Marty McCarty, museum researcher and general around science geek. I'll be right. I'm McCarty too. Then we have uh, <laughs> we're like we're like the Hardy Boys. <laughs> the Hardy Boys. <laughs> oh, this is lame. Oh wow! All right, already. Uh, yes, just making sure we have it on. All right, Dan, tell us about your character. I am Doctor McCarty, a psychologist. <laughs> uh, no, this is no, this is going to be. Poor game. Um, all right, and then I, we have uh, Cody. Uh, you're, here. you're welcome to try, uh, Cody Walker. My <laughs> character's name is is Party Party Rafe McCarty. Actually, it's just Rafe McCarty. It's Rafe okay. McCarty. I came up with the McCarty name first, and I did not do it as a joke. And I did not look at his sheet and chose that name as well. I can change my last name. And no, I just wanted to be like the cool kids. <laughs> well, I don't know why you're following us. All right. Anyways. Um, so all of you, the basic premise of this game is obviously you are members of a secret organization, uh, the Ordo Veritas, that is designed to fight the esoteric terrorists, the esoterrorists. They want to awaken the masses and bring about the end of the world through um, blending the two realities, the reality of the cosmic horrors and the ancient evils, and our reality. So, you, of course, are trying to stop them. Now, they try and do this by making the public more aware of the supernatural through uh, hoaxes and through acts of terrorism involving monsters, supernatural rituals, and that sort of thing. So, uh, all of you are, of course, uh, prepared or uh, to fight them on a moment's notice. And in this particular scenario, you are ordered to go to a voyage or, or to... Uh, go to Los Angeles for an indefinite period of time. Uh, the order arranges things, uh, and you are soon, those of you who are not native to L.A. or uh, away from L.A., uh, quickly find yourselves uh, taxied to a terminal near the uh, uh, airport. LAX. Yes. All right. Um, Rocco. As you... Uh, uh, all find yourself uh, arriving at nearly the same time. You find yourselves finding the uh, the uh, taxi picking you up, and but the taxi arrives on time, which is uh, quite unusual given the enormous size of the uh, LAX. Supernatural, yes, uh, or just well organized. Uh, no, I, like I prefer the latter. Yeah, just yeah. a well organized. Yes, like, no, fine. Supernaturally well organized. No <laughs> compromise. <Yeah>. Greetings, <laughs> yeah, like... greetings, operatives. I'm Mr. Verity. Uh, though Mr. due Mr. to what? verity, okay. Though due to an unusually unu- lar- large caseload, I am unfortunately not available to brief you. You are there. This is playing through the speakers. Uh, I'm unable to brief you in person. You will find your identity packets in the Manila folders beneath your seat. Please review those now before continuing. Uh, the cab driver, of course, seems to be oblivious as he's driving you through the uh, L.A. Uh, you. I assume you take out the folders and 
you find themselves, uh, <clears throat> then you look through them, you find themselves to be uh, identity packets for journalists for major television news media, MSNBC, uh, complete with press passes, credentials, and so forth. Cur- curiously enough, though, the package also includes one semi-automatic pistol per investigator, uh, 9 millimeter. As we well as forged permits for concealed carry. We work for Olbermann. Yes. Keith uh, Olbermann, countdown. <laughs> so, as you look through them and agree that you're covering some new special for Keith Olbermann <laughs> with a few uh, smirks. This has not been endorsed by Keith Olbermann in any way. Yes, exactly. Even the nature of this case him. is rather unusual. It's not technically a crime that you're investigating, but a miracle. Uh, Jonathan Bentley, the late CEO of Bentley Financials, was apparently raised from the dead at a gala ball held ten days ago by his widow, Grace Ann Somerville. Donations collected at the ball went to the support of the Aspire Children's Charities, which they both helped create. The ritual that brought him to life, back to life was the keynote event of the ball and has garnered a great deal of media attention and suspicion. Your main goal is to determine whether or not this ritual was real or fake, and if it was real, to determine if those responsible are esoterist agents attempting to levy control over Jonathan and Grace for their own ends. If you discover definitive proof that esoterist activity is taking place, you are ordered to pursue whatever means are necessary to stop it. This means uh, may mean direct confrontation with the esoterists and their forces. You should consider consider this mission to carry an extremely high probability of lethal danger and prepare yourselves accordingly for any unpleasant development. Uh, the automatic pistol has been included for each member of your team, but you are not technically street legal, so be careful. Those per- permits are forged and have to be acquired quickly. If you have to show them for any reason, the ruse is likely only to work once. You also require dis- any additional protection implements on your own. Your major difficulty here lies in the legal restrictions inherent to your cover. The order has uh, embedded you as journalists, not as FBI or other kinds of police force. Uh, you have no civic authority to wield when, uh, when inv- interviewing suspects, and you should uh, expect to face charges if you are caught bending or breaking the law in the course of your investigation. While it is standard policy for the order to help in legal matters, it becomes considerably more difficult with this particular cover. Let me repeat, if you encounter a threat, you will have to determine how to deal with it on your own. The order will not uh, provide backup due to the inherent security risks involved. Do not allow carelessness to leave you vulnerable. You are now being conveyed to the Millennium uh, Biltmore Hotel, where you can begin your investigation. Uh, And I remind you, this is where the uh, resurrection ritual was was, uh, held. Uh, You can have lodging there which has been paid for by the order, and you can claim your reservations at the front desk. Good luck. And shortly thereafter, the taxi stops in front of the uh, hotel. So, um, the main the resurrection was held in the ballroom, and you can also check into your rooms. Uh, I'll just go around. Who wants to do what? Uh, Cody. Um, I'm going to... Uh, just kind of get myself settled into the old room. All right. All right. You take your bags up there. Um, as you look around, you notice this is obviously an incredible, you know, five-star hotel. I mean, minimum. It's very luxurious, very opulent. Uh, you know, gold plating on everything, marble statues, the works. So that's what. So you take the bags up there, Dan. What about you? Uh, I'll look around the lobby, see if there are people. 
Checking in, checking out. A few. I mean, the uh, the actual resurrection ritual was held ten days ago, so um, there doesn't seem to be anybody there immediately connected with it. Uh, I'll do the actual checking in. Okay, you check in. Um, I, it's, well, are you going to be looking for anything else, Dan? Uh, I'll talk to... I'll see if I uh, get one of the luggage boys... Okay. To help me carry my stuff up to my room, and I'll try to do some small talk, see if he was here around the time that okay. the ritual took place. All right. Uh, do you have negotiation? Oh, oh, I've got negotiation, flattery, bureaucracy, okay. all right, all right, all right. a whole bit. Fair enough. Um, okay, you talk to one of the employees, a uh, middle-aged man. Um, you can't tell if he's Middle Eastern or Spanish or what he is. Uh, he simply calls himself Charlie. He's been, uh, you notice him checking out the convention hall as you're looking around, and he, of course, you know, quickly steps out of the way and tries to avert his gaze, tries to make it obvious that he wasn't looking in, but you start talking to him. Uh, he, he, he tells you, uh, hello, sir, uh, can I help you with anything? Uh, you notice every once in a while he's looking back at the, uh, convention hall. I was like, well, good sir, could you, would you mind helping me with my bags up to my room? Ah, of course, of course, of course. And along, along the way, it's like, so, uh, I hear there was quite a to-do in the convention hall last week or so. Oh, yes, yes, uh, very, very important. Uh, a man brought back, came back from the dead. It was, uh, uh, they say it's a miracle. Although, you know, it could always be a fraud, but who knows? Are you, uh, interested in it? Ah, I was just curious if you were here or had heard anything about it. Uh, it's been all over. Well, um, yes, I, I've heard of it. Uh, did you know they have security cameras in the convention hall? I imagine that someone would, was very keen on examining those very thoroughly. Oh, well, you would think so, but, uh... The tape seems to have gone. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Of course, if some very well-funded member of the press or from one of those tabloids wanted it, perhaps uh, those things have a thing of uh, winding up in the uh, the hands of those who are willing to pay for it. Hmm. I'll have to keep that Shoot in mind in if I find any reporters. All right. Is would you happen to know who I could talk to if I do happen to find a reporter? Oh, I, I'm I'm around. I know most people. I'm sure I could get word out for you. Oh well, thank you. Very Here much. you are. Here's your room. Hey, kind of creepy, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> he holds his hand out for a tip. Oh, I'll pass him the ten. All right. <laughs> thank you very much. much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, of course, the hotel is open up. So huh? I mean, too soon. Um, <laughs> If you wanted to check out the hotel, the ballroom itself, it would be easy to sneak into. I mean, it's not really off-limits or anything. There, there, You can see a banner for a dentist convention mm. being set up sometime nearby. But that's... Yeah, I'm a scientist. I, yeah. I normally I, you know, examine clues. We don't have any yet. Well, that's... yeah. I'm going to go down into the ballroom after okay. I have checked my bags in my room. Right. Also, I'm going to grab a small bar of soap okay. from my from my room, just okay. in case. 
right. two dollars a bar for something. And, and that the, all right, occult studies like that's just that's just basic arcane knowledge. I can't really yeah. actually do anything, right? Well, the, all the investigative same. abilities, like um, basically all the investigative uh, abilities, work the same way. You want to, you can use them automatically to get core clues. Um, or you can spend points to gain additional benefits. Okay. So, like, again, data retrieval, the example would be you could spend a point to erase any tracks of you breaking into the computer or okay. getting that. Or, or making sure. lost or deleted data. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, and there are optional clues that you can spend points to get. Okay. Anyways, the Gallup Ball was held in the renovated... Uh, um, uh, built more bowl, bow, yeah, bowl. Uh, a sixteen thousand foot square foot reception facility encased in turn of the century opulence, gold leaf ceilings, dark wood columns, rich decorations of maroon and beige. This enormous chambers divided into three main sections: main convention hall, the foyer, and the uh, balcony area above. So, um, what are you going to be doing? Of course, you can also. Uh, Try and do research or something about the people or any of the topics I mentioned before as well. You have laptop computers and internet and all that jazz. So, Actually, I want to do some research to figure out what kind of uh, surveillance that this hotel utilizes. Is it traditional tapes or did, have they upgraded to digital? Um, they, well, actually, uh, in order to do that... You give me... Let's see, what are the abilities? Um, uh, this is a uh, tribute. Uh, you use your negotiation. You talk to one of the guys at the front desk, uh, raising up a little fuss about how you know, you're know you paranoid about security. You demand to know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you manage to talk them into revealing it. They use tapes that... Uh, yes. They can. Uh, they eventually erase over after thirty days. Right. So, but they can pull individual tapes from certain nights if they need to give them to the police or anything like that. Okay. Of course, the guy at the desk has no idea, you know, what tapes have been pulled or what or anything like that. And any of the <clears throat> hotel employees could probably get access to it. Okay. Um, I'd like to talk to. Uh, let me just. Gra- I grab like the nearest like person. That looks like they work yeah. there. Um, who does all the event planning around here? Um, they talk to, well, uh, uh, well, Janet's usually in charge of that, you know, and they mention, uh, her, and, uh, she's, uh, you get her information, her phone number, or whatever, uh, her, she's currently out of the office, so. Okay. Anyways, um, Tom? I am not the computer guy. I'm just gonna go wander around the the uh, you know the convention hall. Okay. Just you know, kind of kind of kind of searching without searching. Do you have evidence collection? Yes. All right. Anyways, um, as you look around, you you know your training comes into play, and you start searching the area pretty systematically. Uh, at the north end of the main hall, the stage is still set up as if it were during the gala. Two raw, long rectangular tables laid end to end with places set for the guests of honor and a space for the podium. Uh, on the floor underneath the table, nearly in the center where the two tables meet, a small dark stain mars the stage floor, where an unnatural liquid substance has caused a chemical reaction of some sort in, with the wood. Uh, you can... you. 
chip away some of the wood fragments if you wanted to get a sample. Yes, do it right. properly. And okay. Uh, you get the samples. And I actually like a little digital camera. Okay. Okay. You b- take b- before I take the sample, just get the okay. shot. And All right, you got that. Uh, so now you have the uh, samples. Um, so you can use... Do you have chemistry? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, you can use chemistry to analyze. You can go do that. Um, so, well, uh, so Tom's off analyzing the, uh, what you call it, wood sample, the wood fragments. Cody, uh, Dan? Yeah, yeah, he told me before I left. Uh, what kind of funds were we given for our investigation? Uh, sufficient. I mean, not like, you know, buy a new jet, but... <laughs> Oh, uh, if you want, but a used jet now. I mean, That's like you could come up with like a thousand bucks easily to bribe the guy or something oh, like, like that to bribe old Charlie. Yeah. Oh, All right. Oh, um, yeah. I'll send word out that I would like to see the tapes. Okay. Charlie uh, smiles. Uh, Ask what your price is. You know, you tell him, and uh, an hour later, you hear you see oh. uh, um, you hear a knock at the door, yeah, and you open it up. And there's a tape at the floor. No one's in the hallway. Yeah, it was spooky. Yes. All right. Uh, you pop in the tape in a VCR in the room. Mm-hmm. You see... Okay, I'm happy. Okay. I'm not going to get fired. All right. Yay. So, just so you know, NPR listeners. <laughs> Our NPR, not I'm going to keep my job. Anyways, um, it's like they have like how it shows the uh, incident basically, you know, in black and white, uh, no sound, obviously. Uh, it shows the woman uh, applying a substance to the corpse of Jonathan Bentley, uh, whom you recognize, and uh, you spot easily that she's using sleight of hand to keep it out of sight of the audience, some sort of um, some sort of substance. So. And then uh, she remains seated for the rest of the ball uh, right at the location where the stain is found. So obviously this woman uh, applied some sort of substance to Jonathan Bentley. That did. And then you can, uh, when Tom comes back with the uh, sample, you see that uh, obviously there's some, whatever that substance is, is whatever brought him back to life. Uh, Cody? I'm going to go to the front desk real quick and talk to the person behind there. Okay. Inspire Children Charities. Who the fuck was working the uh, the ballroom that night? Uh, uh, I have hepatitis C. <laughs> he does not have hepatitis C. All right, A. B. AIDS. You full <laughs> blown AIDS. He doesn't mention it. Um, cancer. He, he uh, this guy Charlie shows up. He's like, yes. How could I help you? I was working that night at the the gala ball. What'd you see? I saw a man come back from the dead. How? I don't know. Man, fuck you, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Cooley. No. Um, no. Um. Well. Man. My guy's just not very smart. Like, I'm I'm trying to play him straight up. He's just, he's a people Well, you can, you can, uh, uh, do basic research as well. Mm -hmm. Background research on any of the subjects I've mentioned. You know, think of those as bolded keywords. You know, like, aspire children. Okay, yeah, he's gonna go and look that up then. Alright. Uh, you've, quick, there's a story in the LA Times about, uh, 
A child that was recently born with strange defects is currently being studied at Children's Hospital. Uh, they also mentioned specifically that, uh, you know, the Aspire uh, is going to be paying for some of it. Uh, what kind of defects? Specifically, the stories mention strange substances found in the baby's bloodstream at birth, which may be contributing to both internal and external di- tissue damage, including a fair quantity of tetrodoxin. Uh, the mother exhibits none of the same peculiarities, and the doctors are baffled. Speaking of which, Tom, your lab analysis, after you spend an hour or so with your portable chem lab, mysterious substance shows it to have strange effects on organic tissue, beginning some time after initial contact, inducing or accelerating the process of decay. Subject has a uh, substance, has a large quantity of tetrodoxin in it, which is the same poison used by the Japanese pufferfish. No other major ingredients can be identified. So, anyways. Um, oh, also, Dan, you were talking to... Or, no, actually, uh, Cody, there was one thing. Um, the guy does... Or, uh, Julie, or Janet, calls you. Okay. Good. She says, you were asking about the gala. Um, well, you should talk to uh, this woman, Cassandra uh, Madrigal. She was one of the organizers. Um, behind it, she was the one, uh, the MC or one of the speakers for it, I believe. She gives you her name or number. Okay. So. Um, also, want to look up information on John Ingrace. Uh, Jonathan Bentley. Oh yeah, I thought his name was Ingrace. Bentley, it is. No. No, his wife is Grace Ann Somerville. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Jonathan Bentley is a very, very rich man. He. Um, very very rich fuck. Yeah, he better be rich if they brought him back. Recently, though, he uh, you know he and his wife Grace Somerville are sort of a, a public power team who they you know captains of finance, captains of industry. Uh, recently, though, Jonathan Bentley has been uh, recently appointed uh, a spiritual advisor, a self-appointed psychic to the stars named Cassandra Madrigal. Um, and it's got, gathered significant media attention since. So that's uh, those are the only things that relevant that jump out with an initial, you know, quick Google search, basically. So of course you didn't find out where Cassandra is. Uh, who wants to do something nice, or who? Dan. Um, one one or, point of interest, real quick. Just yeah. I'm sorry. Um, can Cassandra have a lazy eye? Uh, is there a relevant reason? It will. It won't. It won't affect plot by any means. Okay. Is it okay if she has a lazy eye? I suppose so. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dan, do you have any idea what you've just done? <laughs> no, it'll come into play. Don't worry. Okay. It won't affect the plot, though. Don't worry. All right. All right, Dan, Tom. <clears throat> My brain needs a moment to reboot now. Okay. Um. <laughs> Threw you off with that, did I? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, can I guess I want to make a digital copy of okay. the tape so that way I can goof around and enhance it and okay. see if I can find anything else with it. And that way I can also get rid of the tape so it's no longer technically in my possession. Okay. Ooh, I know. What? Uh, you have you have data retrieval? Yes. Okay, something else I could, I will then suggest to you, since you can do it, see if we can track down, I mean, it's that, the poison from the puffer fish is not mm-hmm. common, 
find out like find out if maybe someone like other ways different ways to get a hold of it and see if see if any you could track whoever purchased any of it okay okay I'll do that while the that's just my hey I had a thought <laughs> while the downloads going I'm doing that okay even uh, though even though I have no inter internets um uh, well you have internet though I not not that I could okay, not data retrieval. Um, no research, you know that's. We have to hack. The well, there's uh, you do hack do a search, and there are there is no uh, outside of uh, people in Japan uh, use acquiring some to make antidotes for people who eat you know pufferfish basically. Uh, and it's and not prepared properly. Right, exactly. Like that episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. Um, or the or the movies Buried Alive. Right. And Buried Alive too. Right. So. Aside from those, that sort of thing, uh, there's virtually no end research. Uh, you can't find any untraceable or any anomalous purchases of tetrodoxin, uh, at least in the immediate area. I mean, obviously you can't search the entire world, but uh, certainly nothing in the past year in the Southern California area. So right. it's, uh, they're acquiring it somehow, or it's... Uh, but it wouldn't be that... I mean, you know, I imagine there are restaurants that prepare puffy Well, there are other ingredients in the substance, too. Tetradoxin is just the only one you can identify. Right. Um, so, anyways. Can I also um, look up research on the hotels if there were, just to make sure that there wasn't any, like, past paranormal experiences sure. around here? Uh, do you have research? Um, what? No. I, well, most of the original yeah. staff knows no. about the 12th Evidence floor. collection, I have that. Well, that's just, that's just yeah, for, like, stuff. actual yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. did yeah. anything happen in room 1408? Occult studies. Yeah. Would that be? Um, yeah, occult studies. I guess. N- yeah, there's no history of haunted hauntings okay. or anything like that. I just want to make sure. um, actually, Dan, as you go, you know, leave your room, you get ice or whatever later mm-hmm. on. Uh, you pass Charlie, and uh, he asks you if you have received the tape, and uh, uh, sort of, kind of surreptitious, surreptitious, surreptitious about it. But he's obviously, you know, asking about it, so. So I, I've not had very, I haven't had an opportunity to examine it thoroughly. I'm, it seemed very interesting the first time I just uh, just watched through it. I, I'm just, I would really like to pay attention because it seems very fascinating. Do you have flattery? Yes. Do you want to spend a point on it? Yes. All right. Spend a point on it, kind of talking about it, and just how Rub grateful. back you, a little. Well, you're kind of talking about how grateful you are and things mm-hmm. like that. And, um, now, he he kind of ta- he that opens it up a little more. He feels important, and uh, he uh, he confesses that Jonathan had a funky stink about him when they brought him back. It's like a faint but sour rot kind of smell, like old meat and dirt. When he came back, you know, I passed him in the hallway, and he he smelled wrong. So, um, I'm going to call, call Cassandra on the phone. Okay. I'm sorry if I interrupted. No, that's cool. Okay, I think Anyways. I was done anyway. Okay, I just wanted to... Um, kind of got that feeling. I just to yes, hello? Cassandra, darling. Alright. How's it going? This is, uh, this is Rafe McCarty with MSNBC. Um, I haven't heard of you. Uh, that's a cover, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, how can I help you? Well, um... You know, we're just doing a piece on just uh, different things that are going on at the uh, at the Millennium Hotel, and uh, I was just uh, 
calling to see, uh, you know, I heard you're the event planner for the Aspire Children's Charities. Uh, went on a couple of days ago. Well, yes. And, uh, you know, uh, just trying to get some general information about that. Um, you know, uh, are you, you're not a spokesman for the charities, am I correct? No, I did it as a favor to Mr. Bentley. Okay. Uh, what's your relationship? I'm his advisor. Uh, oh, you're, you're his, his advisor. Spiritual advisor. Spiritual advisor. What sort of spiritual advice was he looking for? Um, well, I feel more comfortable talking about this in person. Would oh. you like to come in for an interview? Well, by all means. Yeah. I would love to come by. Um, do you want to just meet me down at the hotel? I mean... Uh, why don't you come by my office? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of new into town, so it might be a little hard for me to get down there. Uh, it's right so, by the beach. It's... I don't have a real good sense of direction. Don't really know where the beach is. So if you just came down to the hotel, that might work for me a lot better. Wow. Listen, Keith Overman does right. not want me to do to travel. I have to stay All right, give here. me, uh, if you want her to come to you, she, you have to give me a point spent on reassurance. Fuck. All right, fine. I'll be there in a couple of minutes. <laughs> where exactly are you located? She gives you the address. All right. Uh, it's on Ocean Walk Front, or uh, Ocean Front Walk, uh, overlooking Venice Beach. Alrighty. Well, Cassandra, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much I'll for see you in your conversation. Yeah, see you in a minute. Alright. Question What yes. were the circumstances of Bentley's original death? Those are, that is a good question, and that is one that is not mentioned in the stories. Uh, there rape. are some news stories that mention that uh, he died of a heart attack or something like that. But there is no, there's obviously no autopsy, no uh, specific official cause of death. Of course, uh, the when asked, the government you know thinks this is a fraud or whatever. So they there has been no official research or investigation into it. But there had to have been a death certificate at some point. No, they did. They had the body, and then he came back to life. Well, like, like how long had he, had he been dead? I know not, not very there. long. Not there. Um, like a day. Okay. <clears throat> So, anyways, uh, so yeah, but the thing was, it happened ten days ago, but yeah, he, yeah. Also, who's Bentley's doctor, I imagine? Uh, That is something not in the public record. Um, So, if you want that, uh, you'd have to spend a point on research. That's fine. Uh, So you are going to spend that? Yeah. All right. Uh, You actually find out Keith does not have a doctor on record. (laughs) Bitch. Pussy, take that. (laughs) Yes. No, actually, that's very unusual because he is. (laughs) Actually, no. um, He did have a, a doctor, but six months ago he let him go, and he has not had anything since then. Not even before or after his resurrection. And when was it that he started up his uh, spiritual advising? Uh, six months, more or less. Curious, curious. Uh, who was his doctor? Uh, he died seven months ago. God damn Smith. it! I just can't pursue this medical angle at all. <laughs> um, well, it said he died of a heart attack uh, four months ago. Dr. Christian Shepherd. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Christian Shepherd. 
and died in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Nothing to do with you. <laughs> Anyways. Alright, so um, you're going off to see Cassandra. What about the rest of you? You're going to join him, or are you going to... Sure, I'll go with him to see Cassandra. All right. Uh, what about you, Dan? You're going to? Why not? All right, it's a team effort. <laughs> MSNBC. Come on, McCarty boys! <laughs> go team venture, yes. Uh, I don't know, they just do that. She's a small office, you know, studio uh, apartment. Um Cassandra is a dark-haired woman, mixed Mediterranean descent, likely in the early 30s, with a runner's build and a Hello. flawless complexion. Except she <laughs> has a lazy, a lazy eye. Oh, right. my God. Um, <laughs> Man, this bitch sounds hot. Except for a lazy eye. You notice um, she has, as you walk in, you can see <clears throat> she's wearing sort of comfortable sweats and whatnot. However... She has a gaudy but surprising, surprisingly modest gypsy kind of dress hanging by the door of the apartment on a coat hanger nearby. Um, if you, you couldn't really... She's sitting on the couch facing the door, so you can't really look, search it without her noticing it. Anyways, uh, so... Actually, um, can, I, can I walk over to the dress and... Actually, I'll do that in a minute. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, she welcomes It's a little you. weird to just not say anything and walk over to the <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, she uh, walks in, she introduces herself, and she seems rather happy to talk about uh, her the miracle she performed and her current association with uh, Grace, uh, which is uh, Jonathan's wife. Uh, anyways, um, she... Um, when I come up to her, can I? I'm going to take her hand. I'm going to kiss her hand and say, "Cassandra, darling, it's so nice to meet you." Uh, Rafe McCarty, we spoke on the phone. All right. I assume you're flirting with her. Yes, I am. All right. She is quite uh, uh, receptive to the flirting. The other two notice she is uh, uh, distracted. If either of you, do either of you have uh, filtering? I've got filtering. I've got. I've got a way to get to that point, though. It's okay. okay. I got so. it in my head. Um, Cassandra, I have to say that, uh, you know, you really are just such a, a lovely dresser with a great, um, taste. Um, what is, what is, um, what is this ensemble you have over here? And then I walk over to the ensemble. Oh, she, uh, mentions that, oh, it's just something she got from a small boutique and she starts blathering on about designer. Whatever person. bitches talk about, we're all just manly. We don't know. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to come over and I'm going to like, I'm going to take the cloth and I'm going to like smell it. And as I'm smelling it, I'm filching. Not felching. Filching. All right. Feeling around. Do you have filching? Yes, I do. All right. Uh, Bitch. Now you have to make a filching test in order to do this. Now okay. I'm not going to tell you. Now the way this works is you do not I do not tell you what target number you have to get before you make the test for anything. So you're sort of in the dark. So do you want to spend any points from your pool in order to do it, or do you just want to make the straight D6 roll? Um, I'll spend a point. I'll spend one. Okay. So i just write one, and I'm going to roll. And I got a three, and then add the pool, it's four. Okay. Um... You notice uh, there is a small bottle that you grab without looking at. Um, 
So touch my. Uh, she. Uh, <laughs> I got my balls itched. <laughs> my balls itched. I didn't right. say that. I don't say that. Yeah, obviously. I wasn't in my Batman voice whenever I said no. that. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, she tells you. She starts talking like, about. Where are they hiding? Uh, you know, when Jonathan died after she was, you know, advising him, uh, his wife Grace uh, came to him, came to her. And um, she said it was not right in order to bring back the dead, but it was not yet Jonathan's time. And uh, he had more to do in this world. And so they held the, the gala in order to prove that he had more to do in this world, that this is um, something that it succeeded because he was doing good and that sort of thing. And the spirits wanted this to happen. Don't and you think that that's a little unnatural, though, Cassandra? Well, it, I, don't, I don't mean it. Uh, let me say it again like this. But Cassandra, don't you think that's a bit unnatural? There. Wasn't as threatening on that. Right, one. right. Uh, <laughs> she says normal, yes, but I believe Jonathan has a special destiny for him. That he's uh, going to help many people in the future, and that's why he was brought back before. And it wasn't yet his time. What, uh... What what's his goal? What 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 sort of thing? That's not me for me to for he, for us to know. Oh, it's Cassandra, all... my my Mediterranean love, please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, those, how many of you have bullshit detector at least at one? Bam, <laughs> bam. <laughs> uh, both of you can tell that she is a very cool customer, and you can't really tell if she's she is someone who is I mean, very great poker face. Her body language is. Uh, and her responses are just very believable, but in a way that you can tell she used to, you know, she's either a very good actor or con artist, or she's just very, very sincere. Cassandra, I just, I need you to help me with this. I, I hope we can see help me to help eye you. to eye on this situation. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, like, everyone in the whole building is like, <laughs> 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 I just want to. Um, I just want to like, make sure that okay. you and I are on the same page. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> I always do that. This is why we're here. Well, this is why we're here. Uh, I don't. Why are you looking into this? Because uh, you know we're just running a really interesting piece on MSNBC with Keith Over, <laughs> and John Benley is an interesting figure, especially since um, he you know, came back yeah. from the dead. I it's going to be on Oddball. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I'm just, it's just an interesting piece. we got to know more about um, the man, the myth, the legend of John Bentley, you know? All right. Uh, she says there's not much more to tell that... Um, um, you know, she can, continues about the, you know, talking about how the spirits, how she feels about things, and how she's helped the their, the family through some tough times. Tom, as you're looking around, um, much more to talk yeah. about. She can talk a lot of shit. She, uh, uh, you notice her apartment is bedecked with ornate collections of jewelry uh, and the accoutrements of several mystical and religious traditions: uh, Asian, Gaelic, African, Christian, um, but each kept to their own section of the room. Uh, so she has a lot of uh, various, you know, things from different faiths, different mythologies, different belief systems, things like that. So nothing that de- definitively suggests that she is or is not a member of a particular occult group or anything like that. But 
Uh, so when she notices you looking at that, she says, oh, you see, I believe in looking at magic from all different systems and the way all the different faiths and beliefs can work together, that the spirits are greater than any one uh, uh, way of looking at things. Oh, you're speaking my language, Cassandra, you're right. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, I... I um, I do have one thing. I didn't. I didn't tell Grace that I was going to bring her husband back that night. I. I wasn't sure that it would happen, and I wanted it to be a surprise. That. How'd you do uh, it? Um, she looks down. Well, and honestly, I had help. I. Uh, there is a, a substance I used that uh, uh, gave the spirits the energy in order to revive uh, Mr. Bentley. Um, it's a mystical concoction, part of the necessary supplies for performing the resurrection ritual. Um, I have no understanding of it scientifically, as that is not my field, but um, if you wanted to learn more, you could find out yourself. Public library? No. Um, Public library? Your local New Age store? (laughs) Where did you get it from? Like... Well, you see, there is a uh, there are various uh, occult practitioners in the in this in this city, as in most large cities. If you were just if you know where to look, you could find them. I acquired the substance locally. I'll tell you that. Okay. Anyways, anything else you'd like to add to the uh, conversation, or you just gonna let the interview end at this? Well, Cassandra. Um I think that's all the information we need. Thank you so much. Actually, I might give you a call a little bit later on if I can think of anything, if that's all right. All right. It's a pleasure seeing you as always. <laughs> Since the first time we met. <laughs> yes. Okay. She uh, smiles and waves you goodbye as you walk out. I'm leaving. I don't know if anyone else is. Yes, yeah. we're leaving. Yeah, like, come on, let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Creepy. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be creepy. I'm just well, flirting. you succeeded on that. Uh, right. Being creepy. Don't oh, yeah. worry. She, she you rolled a natural 20 on that. She fell for it. <laughs> All right. Um, I got a fucking she... bottle. You bitches did it. <laughs> Look at the bottle. Fuck y'all bitches. Um, Rafe McCarty. Yeah, how are you going to analyze that it, bottle? It's not. There's a there's a uh, address on it. Um, Vincent Marlowe, and there's an address somewhere. I like to do. I like to do a chemical analysis of the bottle. Yeah. The contents thereof. Um, there point tr- man, motherfucker. <laughs> Well, you, you take it back to your hotel, mm-hmm. and you find Trace Origins of the same substance you found in the wood. I'm heading towards Vince Marlowe's. All right. Uh, you... I guess I'll go with him to Vince Marlowe's. Okay. This, this is really what I'm doing, the chemical analysis. So you do that. That's fine. All right. This is the downtown area, the uh, the center of L.A. sprawling, the historic core in Skid Row. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, lots of uh, uh, the not-so-nice part of L.A., which, oh, yeah. Yay. East LA, born in East LA. Oh, well, yeah. Saints uh, of Los Angeles. Gangs, hope, transients. Welcome uh, to the jungle, baby. You're gonna die. So. Cheech Marin, Cheech Marin there? Because we're born in East no. LA? No. Okay. <laughs> so they're, 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 they're not selling, they're, they don't have a van made of weed? I'm just a love machine. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I love you. They, uh, who, you have Streetwise? Yeah. All right. You can find the address without getting lost. Cool. Uh, so you find a shop, you know, 
Locked up tight, boarded windows, supplementary padlocks in each door and gate. That's what you see from the outside. Um, can I go around back? Is it any different? Uh, do either of you have electronic surveillance? No. no. Oh, fuck. All right. Never mind. Never so mind. Here so, comes the fun. So is that like a really serious no? Like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what are you guys going to do? Um, you want to head around back? Give a look. Is the spring open? open? No, it's yeah. Locked. He says boarded up yeah. and locked and stuff like that. So yeah. I didn't know if the, the like the back had a, a different <laughs> way in. Like if it was like maybe but you can look around. Yeah, that's journalist. Kick the door. <laughs> look around. It's still um, there. So uh, we can shoot the lock off. <laughs> no sign of close until further notice. Or, yeah. um, it's, no, it's obviously designed. It's meant not to attract attention. Uh, looks like all the other buildings out here from the outside. So, uh, boarded up to keep the gangs out. There we go. Yeah. And and the normies out. <laughs> um, Tom, you can catch up with them if you. Yes. <laughs> hey. Oh wait, yesterday wise? No. Okay. All right, this will be fun. Uh, <laughs> Tom, you drive around for. Actually, no, you. You give them, you help them, call them up on your cell phone. Where are you? East LA. Why are you there? Because. Anyways, it's starting to get dark. Um, It's like you're going to get shot. You can see, uh, let's see here. Those of you uh, looking around surveillance. uh, Electronic surveillance? Just surveillance under general abilities. Give everyone, give me a surveillance check. Surveillance is just yes. Can you use general abilities without points? Um, yeah, general abilities you roll dice. For. Yeah, you just roll for it. I got a five. As did I. I got a six. <laughs> I got a book. <laughs> I got a book. You got a six. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, they got fives. That's pretty good. Damn good too. All right. Thanks. Thanks. You look around and you can tell that there's just feel like two or three people looking at you from across the, the street. Two or three people. And the alley nearby, they're obviously checking you out. What, uh, what? Not trying not to be obvious about it. What look, nationality? You can't tell. You just, uh, not without looking at it. It's like the spies. Blackhearts. Occult spies. Or. Hobos or prostitutes or gang members. What hobos? Oh man, I hope they're prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking so, of, I never, I, I, mean, uh, uh, I never decided on my third language. Prostitutes. Do you have electronic surveillance? <laughs> you can speak no. Prostitute. Okay. <laughs> well, this is interesting. I, I think it'd be better off if I spoke pimp. Well, are you going to try and break in, or are you just going to be standing there picking your nose? Um, man, standing here is pretty good. I can't break in. I don't know. I will go over. It's infiltration. To infiltration is the skill used to break into place. Yes. Does anyone have infiltration? No. I'm I'm a smart guy. (laughs) We're smart guys. (laughs) We should have. We should have brought along a killer. Tough talking. Tough talking. Tough. Talking cop. With a heart of gold. With a heart of gold. I'll let you reassign it if you want to. Penis of power. Nah, I don't (laughs) need that. (laughs) You know what? I'll do it. I don't need athletics. Fine. Or mechanics to pick the locks if you wanted to. I got rid of Okay. I killed them all. I won't be athletic. I'll be a full-out brain. Now, there's also a piggybacking uh, rule in this game where, like, say... 
you know, the entire team wanted to sneak into a place, only one person would have to make the roll, and then the other people would just have to spend one or two points from their pool in order to gain the benefits of the skilled person's attempt. Um, so, like, uh, to sneak into a place or something like that. So if you only had one skilled infiltrator, the other people could spend their points or one or two points in order to get into that. Day. Actually, before we try breaking in, I would like to... Uh like is we can tell that those people are just watching us, right? Yeah. So breaking in will not be good as long as they're watching us until we know. Well, I mean, this is a sort of place where you don't, you know, actively question people when they're breaking the law. I mean, this right. is kind of a, breaking the law. Breaking. You know, Skid Row. It's not where people that halt citizens stop breaking into that place. You know what I mean? But still, I don't. I would like to know who they are. You want to go find out who they are? Yeah, I got it. I was I was actually gonna I was gonna ask them like, can I go and talk to them? But then I thought, mm, that might be dumb. I'll go. <laughs> okay. You turn the uh, you turn around. You look at them. You are uh, you just gonna cross the street? Walk over. to Yeah, them? I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna look both ways first because I don't want to get hit by, hit by a car. <laughs> the next what thing way to go? is I kind of want to like I kind of like I want to because I'm assuming the sidearms right here. You know? Yeah. I kind of bring my, my coat back just a little bit, you know? Not in an intimidating way, but I just want them to know, you know, you don't fuck with a man in indigo. All right. All right. Uh, you see there is um, three dangerous-looking... Uh, well, you have streetwise. Yeah, you can tell that these are junkies, that these are okay. people on the edge uh, looking at you, trying to figure out... Who you guys are, what you're up to. How many of them are there? Three. Three? I was like asking that. Yeah. How many of them are you? <laughs> no. Do you have goblins? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Like, it's um, four. Shut up. Shut up. He didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I'll walk up. Um, hey, junkies. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> no. So. Um, so it's like, hello, hello, poor people whom society has left behind. So, uh, <laughs> what you guys doing out here? Fuck's it looked like? We're uh, planning the May uh, Thanksgiving parade for the Macy's. Oh, That's in New York. I thought that was in New York. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you guys move it along? Why? Well, we're going to do something really illegal here in a minute, and I don't want you guys watching us. <laughs> uh, do you have intimidation? Hell yeah, I do. All right. Bitch. the point, you can get them to move along. Okay, I'll spend a point. Flash the gun. All right. You spend a point. They say, all right, fuck you. Camera's already got you anyways. They start getting up and moving off. Fuck you. Camera's already got you. Actually, nah, I keep going. I don't care. I was going to make them break in for us. <laughs> Get in there, assholes. You spend two points, you could. You spend one more point, you could force them to do it for you. Do it. Do it. Hey, hobos. Right. If I gave you all a dollar, will you run around screaming around in the hotel lobby? One of them cries off. one of those crazy hopes. You're going to put a fucking curse on you. Vincent, Vinny's going to fucking kill. You're going to die, motherfuckers. How about, for two How about for two dollars? Nah, <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. All right. So, guys, I can get cursed and have AIDS. <laughs> no. He doesn't have AIDS, he's fine, it's okay. All right, so. Oh, let me uh, get the key right that. I don't. I don't really have AIDS. You're just going to shoot the locks off. Um, no, no, no. Wait, no, hold on. I've got preparedness, so okay. I've got lock picks. Okay, but you don't know how to use them. Yeah. 
You. <laughs> They're automatic lock fits. Preparedness. Preparedness. <laughs> oh, no, you need. Uh, I, yeah, no, you would probably have lock picks, but you, unless okay. unless you yeah. have infiltration or mechanics, you're I I, I, re- I reallocated out of athletics into infiltration. Okay. Since none of us. All right. Give me. Uh, Hold on, though. Okay. I'm gonna first try knocking at the door. Nothing. Damn. Here's <laughs> a get out. Uh, here, here are my lockpicks for my bag that I carry, I carry around with me, even though I can't use them. My mom, my, my mom gave them to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So go ahead, you can open them. She's also gonna give me AIDS. Actually, give me a uh, preparedness check. Okay. What? Uh, okay, yeah. Um, I'll spend a point. Okay. Ah, oh, fuck two. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't have them. <laughs> Well, fuck that. <laughs> They're hairpins, apparently. <laughs> well, you can... Well, I guess you could all make par- preparedness checks if you all wanted to be real. Sure, I will. All right. <laughs> I have these long picks. Wait, no, I 17. don't. 17. No, 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 no. That's not how it works, Tom. Wrong, it? wrong you, uh It's a pool that you can then... Uh, Fine! Some. You're an ass. So, like, if you wanted to spend three points, you would then, you know, roll that and then add three to it. But then your pool would go down to 14 or whatever. Done. Or whatever. Well, how much did you spend? Two. Okay. So no, five. three. I spent three. Six. Okay. <laughs> you Six. spent three. Okay. <laughs> so your pool man. is lowered by three for the rest of this adventure. Yeah. All right. Uh, so your final result is a six. So yeah, you have lockpicks. So you'll have a bonus to your roll. So how much of a bonus? Uh, I would say plus two. All right. Are you going to spend any from your pool? I'll spend one for my infiltration. All right. Of course, we're already on camera, so why the hell not? Oh, nice! Hot diggity damn! That's right. a total of nine. Bitch. Do either of you have? Well, I would say that's such a good result that you two can piggyback on his success without needing it. <laughs> so, um, in fact, you're so good, you not only picked the locks, you also did notice the silent alarms and managed to disable them. Uh, <sighs> Actually, no, that requires another roll. Sorry. Damn! Damn! So, uh, infiltration. You're about to have two tickets to the gun show. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll spend two points on this one. Okay. Seven. All right, yeah. Nice. You seem to have disabled this. Good thing we brought him along. You seem to have disabled this. Well, I'm not going to tell you for sure one way or the other. Damn it! You're an omniscient narrator! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, They're supposed to know this shit. You're confident that you disabled it. Okay. I'm confident in a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, so that. who's going in first? I'm going first. <laughs> Everyone will do me. I'm going to look at you. I'll tough cop of the hundred gold. Don't worry. All right, I walk in first. All right. It is a... Um, Again, with the gun kind of showing a little bit. Just a little bit. Anyways, for the empty room. Um... Fortunately, uh, what you were looking for is pretty much in plain sight. Uh, you see bottles of the same, the same bottles you pulled from Cassandra stored in a pallet along the wall in the central room of the shop. It's obviously some sort of junk store or, you know, with an occult theme. Kind of like uh, what a cosmic fish only with more, you know, voodoo crap. But there is a whole box load. Yeah, um, They're all labeled Fatalix. Fatal IX. Uh, there is a log book on the front desk shows that a large continuous order has been placed for Fatalix by Bitly Financials at 
name jumps out at you. And uh, there's a signature, Jonathan Bentley, at the bottom of it. Um, two weeks suppo- two week supplies to regularly deliver to an address somewhere in Be- Beechwood Canyon, a subdivision of LA's ritzy Hollywood Hills area. Um, also, those since all of you are occult studies, uh, mix of elements from different occult traditions, hermetic magic, voodoo, and Mesoamerican sorcery. The wall hangings uh, on the shelves and inscriptions on the furniture are classic signs of esoterrorist affiliation. So Vincent is probably associated with them, and so with the order logs, it says how much this stuff's worth. Uh, quite a bit, like a hundred grand. Is that cost or is that retail? Uh, just list the one price. <laughs> yeah. And that's for the whole order. Yeah. So about how much would that be for a bottle? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> on, Ross, do you have forensics accounting? <laughs> Oh, it's like psychology. No, it's not the same thing. So you, it you, could be. Oh, well. Well, like, you could stand there and do long division while you're in the store that you've broken into, or you could take a long... I'm okay with that. Register? No, I want to leave, like, an amount of money if I'm going to take one of these bottles. Oh, man, fuck that. What? <laughs> these are, you know, the bad guys. We broke in. But they don't know we're the good guys. <laughs> That is the most retarded. Yeah, Pete Goldberman is a good guy. They break into our store, but they at least pay for their merchandise. Wow. Besides, you don't have to take the stuff. I mean, you've already... You know, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a moot point at this point. I mean, you have sub- traces of it. You've already, Tom's already done an analysis of it. I mean, you could get more to do more, but you're probably going to come up with the same results. We're just leaving no. a note. Tetradioxin plus... We're just leaving a note. Hey, bad no. guys. We're on to you. Yeah. The good guys. Yeah. Um, you do copy the address off the logbook. Do you want to take the logbook or leave it there? Leave it. All right. Actually, no. I should get the logbook. Do, okay. Do prints. Oh, good. Yeah, very nice. 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 Yes. Thank you. Take, take a... Take a... Ah, ah, yes. All right. <laughs> Um, Science. <laughs> can I can I search the store for Vinny anywhere? He's not here. Okay, I didn't know if there was like no, a no, no, it's, it's, he's probably it's a small store, so oh, okay. he, there's know, like it's a one room store. Oh, okay, right. I didn't so know if like there's like a tiny like Science. stock room or something. <laughs> this is like Skid Row; they don't have giant awesome places. Science. I don't think I have a tiny stock room or a break room. <laughs> can we, right. can, we call, can we call in Doctor Orpheus? No, <laughs> help us out here. All right. Anyways. No? I want uh, the rest of the order to try it. The address is obviously... Uh, <laughs> the Alchemist. Uh, when you look up the address, it's... Uh, the Blackula Hunter. <laughs> the home of Grace Somerville and Jonathan Bentley, which <laughs> they've owned for 15 years ago. Okay. I'm going to so. check for Blackulas. Uh, I'm <laughs> There's no... Nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you two? Are you going to go check the mansion out as well? Why not? Why not at this point? <laughs> I, I mean, like the lab guys. guys. The lab guys do like work. Yeah. So, we're like well, you can't break into shit. Well, he's, got, he's better prepared than you well, are. We're, we're like CSI. We carry guns and go in. Right. And we, we need to arrest the suspects too. Yeah. All right. And the Bentley Somerville Mansion. It's a grandiose affair. Yes. It's a grandiose affair, combining key elements from the Mediterranean French architecture. Cascade of Baroque details on wide patios and pale colonnades nestled in Beechwood Canyon. Uh, it is located just below the famous Hollywood sign and just north of Hollywood proper. Despite the convenience to the city, area bounds with nature, wooded glens, preserves, ranch land. 
uh, surrounding the commercial center, small shops and boutiques, uh, retaining much of the aesthetics charm from its roots in the 20s. Anyways, it's easy to get there to the general area. Um, obviously, the mansion's going to be slightly different uh, because, you know, rich people tend to have, you know, guards and security systems and whatnot. Uh, so, you could try and contact him directly or you could try and sneak in. It is up to you. Uh, well, does anyone here, can anyone here possibly sneak? No. I'm well, going to call it. infiltration, and okay. I have one point left in my pool. So. Yeah. All right, you do some research to pull up a number. Or actually, there's a number in the logbook. And uh, you get a woman's voice. Um, is this Grace? This yes. Is, uh, hi, this is uh, Rafe McCarty with MSNBC News. Um, I was calling because um, we're doing a piece on the Aspire Children's Charities. Um and uh, just about the people behind it, uh, you know, your husband obviously is a very uh, integral part to that. And uh, we were just wanting to come by, maybe uh, swing by and yes. have a little interview um, with you all. Do you have impersonation? No. All right. Uh, I have negotiation. Um, give me a point spend on that. Okay. I'll spend one on it. And all right. Dance. You spend point, and despite your not being or impersonating the media person very well, you, you manage to negotiate a personal interview. She'll let you okay. in, uh, your team in, for uh, a quick interview, as long as it is uh, not a, one of those nasty shock interviews that she mentioned. Oh, no, not at all. It's perfectly fine. It's just a, it's really, a, you know, we at NBC are tired of the, uh, the media being. Um, the so-called fair and balanced. You know, right. um, you know, being just a, a shock media station, we're just trying to run a really nice story for the... An entertainment-based media. Yeah. We're against that. We're All against right. that, too. He's, he's yelling in the background, we're against that, too! Thanks! Thanks! Anyway. Anyways. All right, she uh, arranged True. an interview Good. for the next day. Um, what about the rest of you guys? Just going to wait till the interview, or are you going to be doing anything in the meantime? Uh, yeah, I'm... I guess I'll go about returning that tape. The surveillance tape? Yeah, now that I've made a copy of it. All right. Charlie's like, why are you handing me this? I don't know what you're talking about. This is, uh, this came from nowhere here. He doesn't even, he, like, doesn't even want to touch it. I, I don't know. Please, just, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. No, oh, crap. Anyways, I go back to the room. Guys, are all to us. Just slide it underneath the do- one of the do- rooms in the hotel. Or Charlie doesn't want to be caught, you know, receiving property that he stole from the hotel. Yeah, just make it like make a drop point. Just or like, just throw it away. Or do you like they did in office no, space? Do the elaborate. <laughs> No, make, yeah, make it, make it a drop point. Don't listen to Ross. Just go make a drop point. <laughs> drop point with whom? Charlie doesn't want to. Charlie, no, tell Charlie you're going to leave it in the ice machine. Oh, it's, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I, I found this in my room and it wasn't mine. Uh, if you don't know what it is, I suppose I'll just throw it away. Yeah, you probably should. Uh, those things should be thrown, destroyed, gotten rid of. You know, they could embarrass people and stuff. Is my bullshit detector going off? No. Um, <laughs> it seems like Charlie doesn't want to be caught with his, you know, hand in the cookie jar. Right. 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 He doesn't want to be this caught. This isn't a cookie jar. This is a table. <laughs> Burn. 
I'm a little r- literal person. Yeah. Is there a trash can in the hallway? Yeah. I'd rip it up first. All right, you throw it up. Throw it in there. <laughs> Later on, if you're so par- are you okay? So you got rid of the tape. What else? Um. Well, I'm just gonna get some shut eye because okay. uh, you know, there's nothing yeah. I can. Yes, do. I am going to get shut eye. What about you, Tom? Fine. Yes, I too will get shut eye. All right. Both of you. Uh, oh, um, actually, can I? Um, I just want to do a little bit more research on the kid with the with the the tissue damage, like. Is there any other information oh, we find out? Yeah, the kid that parked pufferfish. Yeah. There is. Um, Puffs it's located in East Hollywood. The hospital, <laughs> Children's Hospital, is located in East Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard. Um, you know, it's a big public facility, highly trafficked. Trafficked? Trafficked. Um, lots of people going around, so it would be easy to get there. Of course, it. you look in there... Um, the you know from the initial media reports it seems, sounds like the kid is off limits that they have him under uh, surveillance or whatever. Um, so they don't have anything other than the initial things. So if you, how would you want to? Uh, what are you looking for? What are you, are you trying to get physical access to the kid, or you wanting to get his hospital records or what? Yeah, just hospital records and just general okay. stuff like that. Just uh, to get what are you going to use? Uh, man, I don't have anything. Um, I you could, well, if you had impersonate over. Do you have a uh, bureaucracy? Mm-mm. Okay. I have cop talk, bullshit dick. Nah. I could flirt with a lady, I guess. I could flirt with a cute nurse. That's, no, that's not going to be enough. Uh, I was going to say, I didn't think that it. I mean, you could, well, you could probably, get, you could probably get the room number out yes. of it, flirting with a nurse, but that would be about it. You'd, uh, you'd have to go there. You'd oh, need... yeah, I, I planned on going, okay. I guess. I, was, I, well, I, I know... My character doesn't do anything with computers. He's a very street guy. So. Okay. So, yeah, I plan on going. Um, I'll go there before we go to the uh, interview. Okay, so you're going tomorrow. Okay, in yeah. the morning. Um, yeah. Well, it's too late tonight. Yeah. What about you two? Are you going to do any more research yourself on this, or are you just going to go in the morning? And I'm just going to goof around with my recording. Kind of a vault. Yeah. See if I can enhance the picture, try to get... Which Give picture? Me a, uh, Dr. Pepper, would you? The, the diet one. Yeah, You're on the surveillance tape? The surveillance Party on. Yeah. It's clearly the bottle, the same type of bottle that she had in her dress. All right. What I want to do is, is... What kind of picture do we have? Uh, well, it's a black and white surveillance camera. Right. Yeah. But, like, who's in it? It's obviously the body and the psychic. Uh, the, you assume the wife standing there. Then there's the audience members, and their faces are too blurred to make out. And, but the can I see the, the face of the wife? No. But you can you can get photos of her on the internet. Well, I was wanting to see her image and oh. see how she reacted to the event. Oh, well, I mean, even though it's from in the back, you can tell she seems very startled by it. And then she embraces her husband. And then you can see her face as she embraces him. And she seems, from the, the, the grainy footage, she seems very, really, just, you know, <gasps> oh, my God, you know. That was beautiful, Ross. Yeah, exactly. Your GMing skills are awesome. Thanks, Tom. I'm uh, like I was just going to see if, if it was genuine. Was, if she knew what to expect. No, she or, seems genuinely shocked, surprised, and relieved from the general body language. Um, do you have bullshit detector? Yes, and forensic psychology, which is okay. which allows me to observe people when they're under pressure. Yeah, definitely. It, these seem it seems to be authentic body language. Right. Um, I mean, there's no audio. Thanks, so. man. Um, 
so yeah. It, it, yeah, no, that, it, she seems to be genuine. Cassandra is still very controlled. She doesn't seem that surprised by what happens. Um, she probably would he's, he's looking over the surveillance footage again. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so she seems to have been expecting this result or seems to have been uh, aware of it. All right. So. I imagine that will take me a while. So Yeah, yeah that'll be your night. All right. Morning comes. And you find yourselves on uh, taking a taxi to, or your car, rented car, whatever, to the children's hospital. Yeah. Uh, again, very, very busy hospital, um, but you can't tell what room he's in, or and probably he would be off limits, and, or hard to get to. So what is your plan to see the kid? I'm going to find me a cute nurse, or okay. a cute female doctor. Okay. Or cute gay male doctor. <laughs> All right. Who do I who do I get? Uh, give me a point spend on flirting and getting okay. the reception nurse or the nurse. Or you just roll randomly. Maybe you could get the 1980s TMN team. Am I right? Shut up. What? No. Okay. Okay. Um, Did you get it? Did you spend it? Yeah, I spent. I spent All right. Point. You easily get the um, room number um, where he is and that he's under guard. Um, so. Like hospital security, private yeah. army, or what? Uh, no, it's um, it's a public uh, if hospital. We, if we rested, uh, does that mean that our dice pool is back? The what? Um, I would say your general abilities one are is not okay. your investigative. Okay. Investigative only comes back at the end of the scenario. Okay. All right. Um, I come up to one of the guards. Oh, yeah, did we define if it was a it was cops or was it, if it was like just hospital security? Uh hospital security. Okay. They fine. just it's a very sensitive case and, you know, yeah. a lot of interest in it, so they they tend to do that, do that for all their right. things. Uh but also you did get the name of the mother, Eve Granier. Eve Granier? Yeah, G R A N I E R. Okay. Um What's the kid's name? Um, Steve. <laughs> hey, Steve. Hey, Blowfish Steve. <laughs> How you doing, brother? All right. Yeah, no, him. it's like a real little kid, like a baby. Uh, oh, a baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. No point. Oh, no, a baby Blowfish. Um, oh, fuck, that ruins everything, huh? Um, so you have to steal the medical charts. Well, you can try and just sneak past and get to him, or you can just try and come up with a bullshit reason to talk to the kid, or any number of things. Um, I'm going to Alright, I got it. You go ahead and do your plan, uh, because mine is kind of a shitty one, but I've got a backup just in case. Okay, well, you could at least go up to near uh, the kid's room and check it out. Okay. All right. I want to portray myself as a child psychologist that has been assigned to evaluate the potential for psychological damage that a child being born with this condition would have. Okay. And so I would like to see the charts and see everything that okay. I can. Do you have... Uh, Man, that's a hell of a lot better than Bureaucracy or impersonation? I've got bureaucracy. All right, give me a point spin. All right. All right, you... They believed your story, and with your forensics psychology, then you obviously talk the talk. 
Um, and and I have training in chemistry, so I can see like you know right. what pharmaceuticals would probably be best to help circumvent right. these issues. The three of you escorted up to the room, and uh, <laughs> I was going to tri- I was going to challenge them with trivia off. What's <laughs> 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 in trivia, just in case? <laughs> I want to give my character a little bit more flair. <laughs> Right. 30 pieces of flair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, flare. Rick Flair. All right, now Ooh. everyone needs to make a stability <laughs> check. This is against a difficulty number uh, that I, well... That you predetermined. Yeah, basically. Um, I'm going to spend two points. Okay. Well, remember, you know, you're trying to avoid loss of stability anyway, so... Well, so there's no point in trying to do that. Yeah. Well, and he like, he called Cthulhu, like, I'm going to spend some stability points some for this. Sanity. Sanity points. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Now, well, if you, if you, if it's only, you know, uh, if you think it's going to be a massive, san- you know, stability loss, then you might spend some points to save against it. But, you know, this isn't Cthulhu that you're looking at. So, uh, just go ahead and give me your rolls. It's a lobster kid. I'm going to spend one point. Five. All right. You're okay. Six. Okay. Tom? Six. I didn't see a roll. Okay, you want me to roll again? Yep. Okay. <laughs> did, all right. Uh, all of you are hardened enough <laughs> so that you don't see... Double the child is a horrible sight to behold. A weathered, des- um, desiccated husk of lumpy grain flesh kept sedated and stable by a tangle of tubes and machines constantly being fed fresh blood and other nutrients via an IV drip. Uh, Obviously, there's the steady beep of the uh, monitoring machinery. Uh, The hospital room also looks more like a forensics laboratory at this point with equipment on hand to analyze tissue sample, test chemicals, and so on. And a teddy bear. (laughs) Um... The two of you, or you, you start looking through the uh, equipment. Um, the one of you notices a woman, uh, obviously been crying a lot lately, a younger woman, uh, pacing the hallways nearby. She hasn't noticed you yet. Um, Before she notices us. Yeah. All right. You take photos. I'll yeah. go talk to the woman. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was going to go talk to her. Well, I don't know. Who's better at talking? Probably. Actually, Dan would be the best since he's the yeah. psychologist. Well, yeah. I'm here to help, Matt. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Yeah, I'll go up and just be like, excuse me, ma'am, you seem troubled. She's, she, in normal circumstances, she would have been a very attractive woman, but... You, Sorry, man. Golden brown hair, wicked, you know, beautiful blue eyes and everything, but now she's haggard and tired, dark bags under her eyes. Uh, makeup hastily caked on. Her hair is greasy and unkempt. Um, just she looks like she obviously she's been sleeping on the hospital bench, uh, bench for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, she. Uh, do you have streetwise? No. All right. Uh, give me a point spend on forensic psychology. You want to get through to her. I also have reassurance as well. Okay. Well, she's very reluctant. She just looks at you with this off. You, you can tell she's someone who's very suspicious. Of us. You know, someone who has lived on the streets, lived on the edge for a long time, very uh-huh. suspicious of others, very distrusting. Um, 
probably she uh, she eventually admits that you know she was the streetwalker, and this is uh, uh, she she starts to just another bleached out sunset horror, and then I, I was going to be an actress, isn't that the most stupidest thing? And uh, here's what happened. Um, Blowfish, baby. <laughs> I've been. Uh, no, don't say that. She she talks about her life a little more. She's living destitute for months since the baby started to show, and the uh, pregnancy was difficult, painful. She uh, went to walking clinics several times with severe pain and constant weakness and dizziness. Uh, various, you know, some of her other friends helped her. But she's facing a mound of favors and debt to be paid back when she returns. Uh, she knows who the father is. About a month before the baby was born, one of her weirder freak Johns, she is, she, she tells, uh, made an arrangement for her services to be exclusive, and she was only with him at the time. Um, unfortunately, she has no way of identifying because he insists on wearing a mask at all times. <laughs> she only knows uh, she's this old white guy, uh, like Mr. Burns, you know, really freaky. Um, and he had some kind of skin problem. He had these weird spots on his chest and arms. Um, she's also obviously hiding a lot of guilt and self-loathing about this. Um, um. She's blaming herself with the uh, defects and everything. Uh, she isn't sure if she, she wants to live either, which is a massive source of internal guilt. Even if she doesn't survive, or she gives over to the state, gives it over to the state, she wonders if all her children are going to be doomed to come out like this one. Um, she starts, you know, she starts talking about when she starts talking about these spots, these spots. She starts tearing up. Um, give me a shrink test. Uh, I'll spend two points. All right. Five. All right. She, she, you calm her down. And so thanks, man. I just, I don't know. I can't believe my life has turned out to be like this. It's, it's just, it it gets, you never notice it. It's, you're like the frog in the little frying pan and you just start burning up and you don't even realize it. Isn't it the dumbest thing? I, I can certainly understand. I mean, you probably had a very tough time even with your, uh, John, as it were. Fucking freak. Probably smelled quite a bit of alcohol, I would imagine. Uh, he, he, yeah, that was, I, I don't even want to, yeah, he did, he smelled, something, something was wrong with him. He smelled funny. Alright. He is, uh, Like rotten meat, perhaps? Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, no, smelling funny is good enough for me. Because uh, I don't need details to put two and two together. <laughs> yeah. so she, uh, um, I reassured her, and I was like, well, ma'am, I was only called in as a consultation. Thanks. thanks. But, uh, and I give her names of a few well-known uh, doctors in the area that could possibly help her. Okay. She and takes I was them. like, and, you know, I wouldn't worry an incredible amount about... You know your any future children because you know there are always advances in genetic manipulation that will might be able to circumvent some future issues. That she she touches uh, your face you know, or your cheek, and she's you, you're nice. You're you're still nice enough to lie about that. Thanks. 
I'm gonna go get a. I gotta get some air. Right. Yeah, she got like hand sanitizer. Just go slam my face into the nearest bottle of bleach. Yeah. While you got, while you two are looking at the uh, stuff, though, <laughs> it's like, it's like, dude, is this a flipper baby or what? <laughs> the um, Tom, you recognize something? Uh, looking through all the forensics crap they have in the room, uh, the necrotic effect on the child's skin roughly matches expectations of what that substance at the ballroom might do to living tissue. So, um, of course, you, you've, you know. All of you received the basic training from the order about the occult, and you're. This is about. There is a creature called a, a blood corpse, and this it's actually kind of what you know a human gradually turns into a blood corpse over. Well, it's a gruesome thing, but this is about what a human would look what look what look like halfway through transformation. Um, either of you <laughs> have uh, forensic. Anthropology. Oh yes, I do. All right. Uh, according to the instruments, the nutri- nutrients and blood drip are having minimal effect on the the deteriorating condition of the child. It's likely going to die in a couple of days. So nothing can can be done. But what does the finished thing look like? Just out of curiosity. It's like you know the hundred percent. Let's see here. Um. Zombie-like entities rampaging insatiably for human blood, consuming it through hollow claws, which function both as a rending <laughs> weapon and or a tubule. Kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not nice. Anyways, you, uh, of course, need to get on to Hollywood Hills in order to... Hollywood! ...interview with... Uh, Hollywood? Miss, ...with Somerville. Uh, or is there anything else you want to do at the hospital before you go? I mean, so you, just, you know, document Medical everything. Marijuana. All the right. stealing. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Hey, hey kid, right. do you know where that White Castle is on Route Four? Yeah. <laughs> Rolling out. Anyways, besides it's all about like the Autobots. Good burger. Anyways. Ready to roll out. <laughs> I didn't target. Yeah. Proceed. <laughs> all right. The area is, you know, incredibly oh, beautiful over. as you're driving through. Um, of course. A servant, you know, greets you at the gate. Uh, you walk up to it. They park your car for you. Um, you notice the mansion is basically empty. Uh, you know, there's just one... Grace meets you at the door. Uh, a very regal blonde woman with penetra- penetrating jade eyes. Uh, you know, the classical elegance, older Catherine Hepburn, steel and lace kind of woman. Uh I brought my husband back from yeah. the head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For the worst Catherine Hepburn impression of all time. So she uh, says, well, how can I help? She well, uh, takes you out to the porch, back porch, where there's tea. Uh, lemonade as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, Rocking chairs. Um, yep. Grace, as I said, uh, my name is uh, Rafe McCarty. Um, reporter for MSNBC. And uh, we're just trying to get some information. How did uh, how did the Spire Children's Charities how did that come about? How did that how did that business get together? Oh, <laughs> I'm a professional. Uh, yeah. Business. That's uh, that's just something we did to honestly. It's something about the taxes. I our tax 
people told us we needed to give away money, that we save more money by donating to charity. I, I don't know the, the specifics of it. Oh, so it's not particularly uh, uh, phil- philanthropic, then? Uh, you're just doing it for no. as a tax thing? Well, I'll just keep that out of the report. No big deal. All right. um, how did you guys get hooked up with even Steve Granier? Granier. I'm sorry, I don't recognize the name. Oh, um, it's the, the uh, we have people who work at the uh, the charity who select cases. Any mm-hmm. any cases uh, that seem particularly unusual or the parents are very poor, they tend to give money to. So um, when you talk about unusual, are we talking about stuff that's beyond just like something cancer? that requires experimental treatments, anything like that? Oh, okay. Um, also. Uh, is your husband around? Is John? John no. Um, he's been, since the the gala, he's been very distant, I oh, must yeah. say. I wonder why. Um, he's he saw into forever. <laughs> um, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Honestly, I think uh, this whole business about the resurrection is just some ploy by some confidence man uh, or uh, something of that nature to... Uh, exploit some weakness on Jonathan's part, perhaps an addiction to uh, an opiate or something of that nature. So your husband, like, never died? I don't know. Uh, he seemed to have been dead to me, but I, I'm not a doctor. Okay, but if he... Okay. But I played one. Did... Okay. So do you know who found your husband dead to begin with? Well, I did. Um, and he, he was cold to the touch. And um, Grace, she, or I mean, um, Cassandra, she seems to uh, be the the real thing. I know that seems silly, but the way she knows things that no one should know. Can I can I think of of some condition that actually would make a someone cold to the touch? Um, what skill do you have that would? Uh, let's see here. Um. There's really no real medical skill okay. outside of the medic general ability. Uh, well, chemistry. Um, yeah, there's there's some things that could do that. I'll just I'll mention a couple of those to her. Just I'm trying to put her at ease. Okay. Was, uh, you know, like things that could have been of why he would feel cold to the touch. And, I see. Um, so she doesn't get agitated and because because we're all, we're, do you have reassurance? Like that. Yeah, I, I, you could just you could just reiterate like what I'm saying. That yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you, you reassure Because like, part of our job is to cover the shit up, so I'm basically yeah. covering our bases here. Oh, so it's the journalist and his two doctor friends. <laughs> well, no, seriously, it's just... The McCarty brothers! Um, yeah, no, I know, I just think it's funny. Yeah, basically do that to, you know, make her think, oh, obviously I made a mistake, and it well, wasn't, it was just I a common thing. Scripts. That's right. what we're shooting for here. I have a basic medical knowledge. Um, hold on, I going to see something... Well, so, um, so how did you guys come into contact with Cassandra? Um, six months ago, uh, my husband ran into her, and she knew things that no one could possibly know about him. And at first, I was a skeptic, but you know, through we had seances and readings, and her advice has been very, very accurate. Things like what? Uh, financial things, what companies to invest in, personal things. Uh, how to make peace with our relatives, uh, things like that. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, 
So, you don't know where your husband is right now? No, he's, ever since that damned gala, he, well, he did come back, but he's been very, he's a different man. He's, he's very distant. Really wouldn't have talked to your husband because it would really complete the whole story. There's not any way I could possibly talk to him at all. If I knew where he was, I would. Honestly, the reason I came to I wanted I, I'm a, wanting to speak to you is because I've been told that you've been. I've had our people since you called me. Our people checked, looked in on you, and I don't care who you are, but. Please help me get my husband back. There's something wrong with him. He, he he's just a totally different man. If you can help him, maybe you can track him down. He, there's a GPS device on his car. Um, my servant prepared a, a tracking device. Um, she uh, motions him to come over. She hands you a GPS tracker. Um, perhaps. You can find him and find out what's going on. He's been having these shipments of this strange substance brought to our our house, and it's... I don't know what it is, and he won't tell me what it is. And uh, that's why I think it's drugs. If you can break him of this this addiction or get rid of the the pushers that are putting it on him, I I would be eternally grateful. Um, I want to... That whole time... uh, Well, I mean, bullshit detector. is Is she actually being sincere when she's talking like this? Or is um, it yeah. kind of... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure that she's actually being sincere. It's not one of those, oh, uh, go into Chinatown and get my husband. <laughs> and wait, wear this color. Yeah, right. <laughs> DME woman. <laughs> okay, right. um, well, you know, we can go ahead and track him down. It's really not our job because we are just journalists and doctors. I don't even care if this becomes public anymore. I just wanted my husband back. I'm, I'm willing to do anything to get him back. Anything? No, just type in. No, I was just like, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be that difficult. I mean, we could put in some calls to some rehab Wait, clinics. Wait, you have the there. GPS tracker on the car through. You know, but he's talking about he's talking about actually re- rehabilitating the guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're well, live right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking in front of her as if like, oh, yeah. Okay. We, oh yes, yes, I agree. I know a lot of. I went to rehab myself <laughs> for amphetamines. <laughs> and. Stuff and sex <laughs> and gambling <laughs> and the AIDS, which I don't have anymore, and World of Warcraft. And wow, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we'll take the GPS thing and we'll go ahead and go after him. <laughs> Thank you. Things like Agent 10 of that secret organization thing you're talking about has finally met his match. All right, no one's seen that movie but me. All right, uh, so what's the wrong the- guy? That's with Dave Foley. It's really funny. Okay, so who's doing what? Um, I'm hopping in the car. Okay. I'm pretending to drive. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the other two of you going with him? Sure. All right. Yeah, I we're going to just chill at the house and just hang out with the servants? Uh, like, no. Yes. <laughs> it's like, Jean, man, he's freaking on job. It's fucking uh, shit. Well, you, you check the device. It's at a, it stopped at wherever it is. It's actually not too far away. It's... Still in Hollywood Hills. Forward! Um, you drive for a while. You're going into a very heavily wooded area. In the year 400 uh, billion. Away from uh, minor, even minor, major, any minor roads. I mean, there's oh, like crap. dirt paths, um, gravel roads. Kind of like Griffith Park or something. Kind of like Griffith Park. Yeah, basically. Pretty uh, remote, actually. 
Oh, good. Um, <laughs> eventually, it stops. You're going to have to get on, on foot if you want to get to oh, the actual thing. Oh, motherfucker. Son of a bitch. Shit. Um, <laughs> so, you continue to fall and you get off, you know, take it, get out of your car, continue walking. No, I stay in the car. That's like actually I wanted to say at the beginning one where you get envelopes and stuff and you're like, you look in the envelopes. No, I don't look in my envelope. <laughs> like just be that one asshole player that ruins everything. No, I don't do that. Right. So you're gonna practice running over pedestrians on the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> on the sidewalk. You go to the hotel, what do you do? I stay in my room and just watch TV. <laughs> it's air conditioned. Do you on do the anything? Bed. Nah, just turn on the spice channel, I guess. <laughs> 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 The asshole player. <laughs> Not even a dumb player, just an asshole. <laughs> Alright, yeah, we're on foot. All right. Let's do this thing. As you go on, um. I also bring my gun out just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Who has the highest infiltration or surveillance? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got zero and zero. You got one. And two. With our nothingness combined. Alright. <laughs> All right, give me. We're uh, fucking idiots. So we're walking through the woods, like, dude, do you think it's dangerous in here? What? All right. Son of a bitch, don't yell so loud. What? You guys think that John guy fucked that hooker? (laughs) Good. (laughs) All right. Uh, Dan, give me a infiltration or surveillance check, whatever, or whatever, which whatever one. About what time of day is it? Um. Afternoon, but you're in a heavily wooded area. It's pretty dark and shady. Yeah, we'll be okay. So essentially, this and it's is an overcast day. So it's mostly a being quiet sort of infiltration. Uh, no, tell me what you're going to do, and then I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I'm trying to get a feel for the surroundings, so I know just. Well, you know, I told you the surroundings. It's right. woody and it's. Relatively dark and relatively quiet. All right, I'll spend two points in my own infiltration today. All right, give me a check and. Hopefully we don't like decide to start a slash and burn operation or something. Well, that's my plan. Three. Oh, that's too bad. So yeah, we're starting a slash and burn hop. All right, here's what happens. Um, Dan, you're up. I actually thought you're up front since you are. And uh, yeah. Let's see here. <coughs> see, I blame the two of you for my roll, low roll and low success. We you, deny everything. You hear a, um, for a second it's quiet, and then you hear uh, the a gun clicking, and uh, then there is I a to the ground burst of gunfire before you have time to react. Shut up. Anyways. Let him have that, Tom. Let him have that. No. And, oh, Cody, that would be... <coughs> Never mind, Tom. Uh, <laughs> I agree, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's fucking bullshit, Fuck man. Fuck that. Alright. Anyways. Damn it, why do I have to be the meat shield? The sad thing is oh, I have more health than you do. <laughs> why am I the chosen one? Alright. Uh, let's see here. Now we're going to find out the combat thing. Hooray! Learning things. Yes. Alright. Gotcha. Alright, you take four points of damage um, as a burst of fire uh, hits you and uh, knocks you down. Then, from behind you, you hear a something scuttling through the 
underbrush nearby Tom. And let's see here. Where did it hit me? Um, or does it matter? It doesn't matter. Okay. There's no hit location. So you okay. took four points of damage. Cool. So what's your health down to? Six. All right. Three for abstract. Uh, Tom? <laughs> so you're going to spend one point My on this? Oh, they really want to hit me. Huh? They really want to hit me then, huh? One point on their pool. You don't know how big the pool is. So. 80 billion. Oh. Let's see here. Actually, no, that would hit you because you are not reacting right now. So. I said I dropped to the ground, but no! <laughs> no, sorry. You did, well, you didn't have infiltration or surveillance, so you couldn't detect the ambush. Yeah, well, I didn't have. Well, you don't have a bunch of shut the hell up. <laughs> Good Anyways, one, Tom. <laughs> Go for it. That doesn't help, Tom. The uh, let's see here. A nasty. Uh, uh, well, something strikes you, and it really fucking hurts. I'm going to hazard a guess and use some forensics. I guess it was a bullet. No, <laughs> it was something well slimy and unnatural. Uh, uh. Tentacles of some sort. <laughs> And they are uh, struck out you for six points of damage. No! Yeah. Anyways, now it's time to act. Um, now you can choose to defend Panama. or attack, obviously. Um, and we'll just go from left to right. So, Cody? Uh, I'm going to pull out my 9mm and. Um, you can either shoot at the gunshot or you can shoot at the thing next to Tom. I'm shooting at the gunshot. I'm going to shoot at Tom, probably. Yeah, right. neither do I. Alright, now you can. Uh, basically, it is a. Now, um. Let's see what's his athletics. Okay. Characters have a hit threshold. Um, your hit threshold is either. Three if you're surprised, or the standard value of four if your athletics is eight or more, and you're not surprised. So, your hit th- hit thresholds are all three, unless you're athletics or yeah. Okay. Um, the creatures and the the thing, the guy with the gun, or the thing with the gun. Um, I'm going to say the thing with the gun is four because it's undercover and whatever else. Um, the creatures hit threshold is well, it's four right now because it's still undercover. Okay, um, I'm going to add two to my dice pool from shooting. Okay. Brings me down to eight. All right. Shoot towards the shooter. All right. Bullfuck! Seven. All right, now you deal damage to him, and you have a gun, so that's a... uh, I'll give you a plus one for that. No, it's actually just standard damage, so just roll a d6. Bitch. (laughs) You flip him. And... Good. You do a point of damage. Now it's going to shoot again. Um, I shot at you. Now it's going to shoot at Dan. Bullshit. And <laughs> the, the magic hurts all over again. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my whole body's in pain right now. I can say you're shot in the shoulder. <clears throat> no, it's okay. That. I just think it's funny. Ah, my uh, whole body. Wow, this is rolling really well. So that would hit you, Dan. No. Yeah, it will. No. Yeah, it will. No. Anyways. Uh, now it's going to do damage for six points of damage. I have the power of plot device. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as another burst strikes Dan, and now it is Tom's turn. Can you shoot if you don't have shooting? Uh, yeah. I shoot the thing right next you to me. You just don't have any pool to use it. 
<clears throat> actually, you get a plus two since you're at point blank range. Actually, that yeah, I'll give you no. You, you just get a plus one to hit, and then plus two to damage. So go ahead. Roll. Here goes a one. No, actually, yeah. go ahead and roll. Here comes the one for damage. That's what it is. Hey, eight points. There you go. It's like oh, bang! Even I know. <laughs> Guns are fucking awesome. <laughs> like, I like guns. It's like guns are. It's like guns are. I'll shot myself. Um. <laughs> All right. All right. You uh, do eight points of damage to it. To what? Um, now you see. Give me a stability test. Oh man. <clears throat> are you looking upon the face of an elder god? Yeah. Shagshagahad. Seven. Seven? All right. Um, you're fine for right now. Yeah, I got lots of good stability. Yeah. Lots of good. <laughs> Holy shit, lots of good. Yeah, Damn it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. It's like Cthulhu. Please. Bitch, please. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to run away because, you know, you're deadly, but... You think uh, that's it looks like a human-sized larva of some sort of thing. It's uh, got a human face, larval body, little tentacle, well, large tentacles sticking out of it. Um, <clears throat> this, the thing on the cover. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it wants to fucking eat it. When I want to fucking shoot it, then I will eat it and All possess right. its power. <laughs> well, of larvally tentacleness. <laughs> I'll eat it. Like, we'll, we'll eat it together. We'll kill it, and then we'll eat it. Alright. <laughs> and we will possess its power. Unless, of course, it's derived from a puffer fish, in which case we will probably All die. Right, it's going to try and hurt me, Tom. Correctly. I think we should uh, kill it. I think the McCarty boys <laughs> need to kill this thing. I need it. Because <laughs> that's what we shot at me, too. We're going to kill him and eat him, too. <laughs> I'm gonna take some over in a doggy bag. Who are the old Mc- McCarty cannibals? <laughs> party, party, Don McCarty. All right, love that Joker. Love that Joker. <laughs> All right, now you've been hit with a tentacle. Now it's gonna try and constrict you. So uh, this is a opposed thing, opposed by your uh, scuffling or athletics. <laughs> Both zero. <laughs> All right. Yes, you're on scuffling. I don't fight, bitch. I told you to have an eight or better on both shooting. And Actually, I only did here when I made that. You, yeah, Ross no. wasn't here. Well, well you, you can adjust something. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can, as well. Well, you, you, you'll be well with your thirty stability. You'll be very calm as it tries to wrap its tentacles around your head and yeah, squeeze you. That. So you have that going for you. Thirty stability. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> That's right, RPBR viewers. Anyways, all right, it's going to spend two points. Viewers, listeners, on its to go ahead and roll a d six. Three. Fuck you. All right. Um. All right, it's going. It's uh, it won the contest. It's uh, wrapped tentacles around your. Uh, body basically, and it's squeezing you to death. It'll start doing damage next round. That's nice of it. Yeah, um, you can attempt to free yourself on your next round with athletics or a scuffling contest. As I said before, Dan, how are you? Not do- in front oh, of me. Damn it! <sighs> you can either. Well, sh- I can probably more easily see what's trying to sh- strangle him. Oh yeah, get, both of you give me stability tests now. Damn it! Four. 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 Okay. Those McCarty boys. 
They're they're stable motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, they're stable motherfuckers. Yeah, they're all very stable. So, anyways. I'm sure that can be arranged. You should have given yourself stability of one. Yeah. Uh, so then, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna shoot at the thing that's trying to strangle me. Okay, go yes. ahead. It's uh, hit threshold is now two. Hmm. Well, I was. I'll spend one point out of shooting. Okay. So I will succeed. Okay. I succeed. <laughs> right. Go ahead and roll the damage. Oh, let's keep it on the table. Six. All right. <laughs> That's what happens. Um, so it rolls off. You fire, uh, you know, <clears throat> two shots into the center mass of its head, and you notice that its body is actually semi-gelatinous, and it starts, it it breaks apart. Starts, Tom, you're released. You fall to the ground uh, in a lot of pain, by the way. And, but I am stable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're quite calm about it, and it's you like, start. It's like, Ow. I'm in exquisite agony. <laughs> <laughs> it starts oozing off into the uh, wilderness. <clears throat> How do you think that stability is also your financial st- stability? <laughs> also your relationship? Uh, anyways, the gun- next round, the gunfire, the gunman is... is probably very pissed at me right now. Yeah. Um, it's going to shoot at Dan again. Actually, no, it's going to shoot at Cody. Nah, come on. Dan's the alpha male. Uh, he's got a beard. Dan shot the fucking thing. <laughs> and he's got a beard. So he's yeah, a, but you shot it. Yeah, I toughest. know, but I'm a pussy compared to Dan. Uh, <laughs> you're a pussycat. Anyways, it's using one point for shooting. Fine. Uh, you're, what, wait, what's your uh, what's your athletics? Uh, seven. Okay, so you're uh, hit one more point. Only. Yeah, I know. All right, so it does hit. Had I known. And you take four points. Piss! What are you down oh, to? Oh, Two? Two. Oh, I'm right. sorry. You're, you're still standing. Anyway. All right. Stable. Unstable. <laughs> I'm shooting at him. All right. Six. We're rolling for my damage. Come on. Come on. Four. Okay. All right. She'll get that. Yeah, because that's the worst way to fire. I know. That's how we McCarty's do it, though. <laughs> All right, and see that's what you were doing because you're not actually trained in shooting. All right, Dan, it's cool. Uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, it's my turn again. I will shoot at the shooter. Okay, right. and I will spend a point of shooting. All right, six. All right, nice. <clears throat> Five damage. Okay. Anyways, he. Uh, Tom, what about you? I fire at him too. Alright. Oh god. <laughs> Four. Okay, that is. Two! Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> it, uh, obviously, you hear someone running off into the. Uh, oh my god, he still gets to run after all that? <laughs> he's okay. hurt and he's not dead. I mean, you. Keep shooting, I'm chase after him. Alright. Uh, this is an opposed athletics contest. He <clears throat> not it. I got it. Alright. I'm not great, but I'm okay. Actually I was gonna use a point. One point? Uh I already rolled. Um, okay, then you don't get to spend. Yeah, that's fine. I understand. I rolled right. one. He got an eight. Yeah. He runs like hell. The wind. Yeah. yeah. I should have um, spent, but I rolled. Anyways, he uh seems to have gotten away as you run off. But you find yourself at a two-story white prefab building, a hastily attached garage space. Um, you know, quick, easily put up. 
No cars are visible outside. There's only a single entry in the first floor, as well as a manually open opening garage door. So, um, you can try and just walk in, or you can try and sneak in, or you can try and climb up the side. Too. Can um, can we bandage him up? Oh yeah, give me a medic check. I I have medic check. All right, as do I. How about me? Can I work on myself? Um, nah. Tom, you work on me, and Dan, you work on Tom. Together. Go. Uh, Who's going to work on me? I'll turn around to work on you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go ahead. Uh, who's using what? I was wanting to chase after that well, guy still. I was going to like go after his blood trail. I'm going to spend two points on him. Uh, shit. So how much you get for me? Eight. Okay. Uh, you lose it after a while. He's outrun you. Uh, so what's he He's got a blood trail, though. Okay, he rolled an eight on the medic well, check. On, disappears. On That's fine. I understand. 37. All right. Here, Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Oh, do, 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 do. Well, come on, fucker. One more. Looks like Dr. McCarty is uh, representing <laughs> college learning years. There we go. Um, learning how to psychoanalyze people. <laughs> Taught me how to shoot. By spending for every meta point spend, you regain two health points. Actually, sorry, you just do it automatically. So, every medic point spent, you regain two health points up to. Uh, or did any of you drop below zero? No, no, no. Okay, actually, you don't even really have to worry about it. You're just going to recover uh, two per day. Uh, I'd say you can each recover two points. Okay. So yeah. spend one medic point for each thing. So wait, I'm going to spend two then heal myself for four. Yeah, it's not until you get to zero that you start to get really getting hurt. Okay. So, anyways. So, you're at this uh, building. Um, there's the garage, uh, single front door. There's also, you know, it's a little window in the second story. Um, who's going to go in where? Infiltration, go. Alright, give me an infiltration check. Uh, well, first off, is the front door locked? Uh, yes. Alright. Spend one point to open her. Okay. Five. Five? Alright. You open it up, you are on the first floor. You see around you, um, looks like... There is... Well, actually... Um, you see a small kitchen, a little living room, and uh, looks like a little storage closet, and then uh, stairs leading up, and then a door to the garage, obviously. Alright. You just have to tell me... I mean, that, this is an initial thing, if you want to look at Uh, You haven't looked in the garage yet, obviously. Obviously. I'll go to the garage door, personally. Okay. What about uh, you two? Hey, what are we seeing in? I'm sorry. I'm uh, there's sorry. a small kitchen, living room, uh, some sort of closet, or a little, and then stairs leading to the second floor, and then there's a door to the garage. I'll look at the closet first. Tom? Mm. 
closet with you. Okay. All right. You seem to get shot at, so. <laughs> All right, the garage, Tom. Or, I'm sorry, Dan, you open up the garage, and you see... A stability uh, check. <laughs> <laughs> you see a dark, dank area in the corner. It smells very faintly of rot. Uh, partitioned into two sections. You see Jonathan's car is here, sleek black sedan. Um, and the second space is obviously for rituals. You see unhealthy amounts of old blood staining the floors and the walls, etched circles and markings everywhere, candles and other detritus lazily strewn about. The smells coming from small bits of animal flesh that are still sitting in the center of the casting circle. Do you have occult? Well, of course you have occult studies. Um, Casting circle looks like it is configured for some kind of summoning ritual. Looks like it has been set up to delay the actual triggering of the spell for some undetermined time in the near future. Aw, shit! Uh, Among the ruined supplies are several fragmentary pieces of jewelry is easily recognizable to you. It's being made by Cassandra Madrigal, matching the pieces decorating her apartment. Uh, Ritual space is clearly reflective of the esoteric hodgepodge magical craft. Um making it doubtful that Cassandra herself is the actual caster. Anyways, so, yeah. No stability check, though, because it's just dried blood and animal bits. So, But, yeah, Lord knows I've seen enough of that. Yeah, Guys, there's a summoning <clears throat> ritual with a delay switch. We probably should get the fuck out of here. Small closet set just underneath the stairs to the second floor, lined with shells. Uh, you open the door, you see many sample bottles here. Uh... Apparently, well, you looks like uh, they say failed sample on all of them. Um, various dates stretching back across six months. There is one unlabeled bottle present among the others. So I take them. Take well, there's dozens of bottles. Well, the ones that aren't marked as failed. There's mm-hmm. a, all of them are labeled failed sample except for one. I'll take one of the failed ones and then the unlabeled one. All right. Um. So, yeah, that's it. And then, so there's the kitchen and the living room. I'm just going to say I'm going to go to the kitchen. All right. Look at the kitchen. Um, do you have chemistry? Pot of larvae. No, I don't. I okay. do. Um, I'll go to the I'll follow him. I'm following him. <laughs> <laughs> wait. I needed in the kitchen. No, I followed him. Uh, wait. I, I followed him to the closet. I know, so I'll follow him to the kitchen. Good thing for that latent... Oh, you already voice. I thought Cody was going to I, I did. I did. I, I'm, I was following Actually, Cody, you yelled, hey, need some chemistry. Hey, I need someone with chemistry and their character sheet. Because it looks like an alchemist workspace and a miniature chemistry lab. Yes, I check it out. All right. Um, you see a strange collection of beakers, jars, burners, and other equipment. A Tesla coil? No. <laughs> Dang! Several chemical samples are present. Uh, they are labeled mostly various poisons and neurotoxin, tetradoxin, ginsenween, uh, atropin, and so on. There's also dried tissue samples from certain kinds of marine toads and tree frogs, at least according to the labels, as well as human remains. You. Some of these ingredients are believed to be components in Haitian zombie powder. Not poop. Uh, Oh, and then there's refrigerators. Are you going to look in there? Uh, I'm not. Yeah. All right, give me a stability check. Uh, Yes, yes. Good work, McCarty. Oh, you're all the one. No, I didn't. Four. Wow. Actually, yeah. yeah. All right, that's fine. 
Uh, the only thing present in the refrigerator is meat, ground and cut from various animals. Chicken, beef, pork, lamb, Long rabbit, pork. and a human thigh in the freezer. Mm. <laughs> Long pork. Yeah. Living in, uh, you're looking at the living room, Dan? Uh, actually, I was going to go upstairs. Okay, you're going upstairs. I'm going to the living room. All right. Upstairs. Let's look at upstairs. Since we are first. going to ignore the summoning ritual that's going to go off at any time. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> uh, Upstairs, you look around, you can see there are two doors on your left, and then there's a hallway leading to a third room. So, you know, it's two two doors on your left, and then straight ahead, the door on, ahead of you is open. All right, well, I'll just peek my head in that open door and. Oh, you are, are you? With gun drawn. Uh, it's, um... Quick draw. It's a bedroom. Oh. Harmless enough. With Jonathan strapped into the bed. Oh. Pull out the gun again. <laughs> um, you see unconscious, restrained to the bed with heavy straps similar to use on sociopathic patients. Clearly in advanced withdrawal or something, his flesh is starting to sag off his face and faint traces of decay show through in several places. He is squirming against his bonds, but is not entirely conscious, muttering something very softly under his breath. The entire room reeks of rotting skin, and a pair of flies can be heard buzzing about. Yeah. yeah. It actually reminds you a little of uh, the little kids, or the baby's uh, room in the uh, okay. hospital. Uh, I'll, I'll... Mr. Bentley... Oh, and you look around, and you can see a couple books on the desk nearby. I'll see if I can get a response as I start looking at the books. Do you want to maybe lean in, listen to what they say? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no flesh-eating zombie man. No, no. This is I'll lean in. Drink. You're not there. Oh, dang. All right. The, uh, I'll the do it. It's a Spartan little, almost like a very poor college students room two couches small coffee table laptop sitting on the coffee table and an end table with a television and radio um yeah is the laptop on yes uh what's on the screen Windows. uh something about excel an excel spreadsheet uh, do you have data retrieval god damn it I'm a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> hey do I have data retrieval? I do, but I'm dealing with a zombie. Okay. Right. Well, deal with it later. I'll pick it. I'll just. I'll shut the laptop and carry it with me. All right. Um. Well, you look over. Okay. So, who's doing what now? I'm going upstairs because okay. I don't have anything else to do down there. Okay. As will I. Okay. Use um, two doors on the left. Uh, Dan's in the room in the far end, looking a little creeped out. Oh yeah, Dan, give me a stability check. I was wondering when that was going to happen. Five. Okay. So he's not willing to talk above his mumble mumbles? No. Okay, I see Bentley, and I walk, I'm going to walk in and try Maybe to talk to him. Check. That's fine. Five. All right. All right. Tom? Give me a stability check. Yes, yes, Ross. Thank you very much. Four. Okay. Um, I'll walk in. Bentley, Bentley, you have to talk to us. What's going on? I'll lean in. I'm dumb. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Hey, you made your belly. Come on, talk to me. I don't want my ear no more. <laughs> Never go full retard. My shoes are Dillinger. awesome. Dillinger. 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 Fuck twice. Dillinger? Dillinger. Dillinger. I'm sorry, I can't hear. Dillinger. <laughs> What's that mean? Never go full retard. Come on, you gotta talk to me, buddy. Dillinger. Oh, okay. I got a name down. All right, that's about all. That's all I'm gonna get. Okay. From him. Well, maybe if you uh, undid the straps, maybe you know. Nah, I'm okay. Nah, that's fine. I'm okay with him there. So I'm gonna check his hands. Are they looking any weirder? Uh, They look pretty zombie-ish. Yeah, with like you know, blood drinking claws or anything, anything like that. No, no, no. nothing like that. No, it's not a blood corpse yet. Okay, well that's good. At all. Uh, there are, did, you did hear that there are a couple books on the desk nearby, right? Yeah, I said I was going to start right. looking through those while I was trying to get them to right. talk. Um, one of them is A Brief History of Time, and one of them is a like personal that. journal. History of the World, part one. Property of Jonathan Bentley. Oh, really? I'll take the journal. Yeah, <laughs> let's not look at this right now. I All right. really don't, hmm, hmm. I don't know what to do about this guy. What's hey, hey, hey I got an idea. You guys hang back. No. We'll hang back. You undo the straps and we'll have our guns pointed. No, I'm okay with him being there. Okay. Well, we gotta do something with him. Well, there's two other rooms, so I'm gonna go look at one of the other rooms. Hey, no, no, we, let's deal with this guy. I wanna look around first, because I wanna get the full... I wanna figure out who this Dellinger thing is. Alright, fine. We'll be right back, sir. <laughs> someone wanna look through a journal? Or, like, who wants to look through the journal? Because, like... the Okay, the stuff that we find, we can look at later. Let's get everything we can from the house first. Well, there are the two rooms. Yeah, I know. I was just going to say divide and conquer. Somebody look through the journals. The other two Fine, I'll thumb through the journal. And I'll look oh, in one room and you look in the other. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll see what kind of inane psychotic mumblings I can find. I'll go the to the far room. room. I'll go to the closer one. Okay, the far room is a bathroom. Uh, then us. The other room is another bedroom, a smaller bedroom. Um, you see a nightstand, computer card, three-drawer dresser, opaque black curtains hang from a single window above the bed. Um, discarded robe is carelessly draped on the bed, filling the room with some sort of sense from the garage. It is smeared with blood and very obviously was used in a recent ritual. Um, also stand, sitting on the nightstand is a memo. Uh, which has letterhead at the top saying uh, myopic productions. Uh, look at that, and let's see here. Do some evidence collection. Um, all right. Okay, go ahead. Um, or give me data retrieval. Or, well, actually, you look at the computer card. Um, you see, um, there is actually some stuff from the DNA tests on it. Like the successful results of a DNA test. Oh, I'm on the laptop. On the computer card. There's a there's a the computer back? card, not oh, a computer. Okay. So oh, okay. on the card there are the results of several DNA tests. Um, forensic anthropology will translate it. I got it. All right. Um, two different DNA tests. One of them is for Jonathan Bentley from a profile taken to match him for organ donors should he need one. The other is a profile of uh, Stephen Granier, the infant son of Eve Granier, 
And uh, the samples sh- clearly show that Jonathan Bentley is the father of the child. And uh, there doesn't seem to be organ, organ donors for Mr. Uh, Bentley at present. Oh, snap. But what, what's in the bathroom now? Nothing. Well, I mean, you look through it for clues, and it's just a bathroom. Okay. Sometimes a bathroom is just a bathroom. I know. I was just checking. checking. (laughs) How about a journal? Sometimes a journal is just a journal? No, there's all kinds of stuff in there. He writes all kinds of stuff. You're a stylist. I'm rich. I like it. You have plenty of time to read it, but what are you going to do with Mr. Bentley? Are you going to sit there and read it while you're watching Mr. Bentley? Never mind. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. All right, so what are you going to do? I mean, it'll take time to read the laptop and the uh, journal. So what are we going to do with this guy? I'm not the smart one. It's up to you guys. Shall we take him with us? I forgot. Did you guys take a sample from the Fatalix that you found in the store? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, we had one already. Well, that was... You had residue from the empty bottle. Oh, okay. Yeah, we took one. Yeah, we took one Just saying. Remember, because I was wanting to leave payment, and these guys were like, oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, what are you going to do? Oh, for fuck's sake. Wife See, this is the interpreting clues. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Wife wants us to do something about retrieving him. Well, but saving I, him. Do we know? God? Is <laughs> <Was> that God? <laughs> I'm an atheist! <laughs> Alright, let's keep going. With AIDS! <laughs> no, I don't have AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, we, we. But do we really want to bring him as a zombie to his wife? Well, I mean. Alright, I need to do. Like, were they giving him this stuff to keep him alive? Uh, that would be one interpretation of it. He was so, and he's, going th- and he's going through withdraw. That could be a God. <laughs> I'm just saying that could be one interpretation of it. Um, could we knock him out in some way and then just take him out of here? Because that'd be a hell of a lot easier than trying to get him out with like this. I think he seems pretty weak. Yeah, yeah seems until he <laughs> yeah. gets. Scent of human flesh. Yeah, the thing also is, uh, I don't care if he seems pretty weak. Let's just knock the bitch out, and we'll. Is there any well, ether in here? Well, he seems pretty fragile too. Uh, it's something that you do to. Then we'll knock, knock him, him out, out faster. <laughs> no, I mean anything you do could probably possibly kill him. Oh, uh, okay. He's pretty you. weak looking. All right. Oh, here we go. Can we fasten the straps to each other and essentially keep him to where he is still well confined? But, like, remove the straps and then attach them to each other. Hey, I've got handcuffs. Oh, there you we go. You tie them up, basically. Pretty much, yeah. I've got handcuffs. Yeah, it's without can... actually untying him first. Yeah. No, uh, well, he's got handcuffs. I have handcuffs. It's yeah, okay. you can you can handcuff him, certainly. Then do that. All right. And also, let's that. gag him, too. There we go. <laughs> okay. I don't you... want the bitch to bite me. <laughs> okay, you gag it. You stuff a sock in his mouth and you... Uh... I even have a ball of socks in my preparedness bag. <laughs> <laughs> grab one from Thomas's, uh, from the other bedroom. Oh, okay. I wanted it in my back. <laughs> oh, wait, the uh, memo. I guess you can read it right now since that's only my page. Um, the memo says that there is a detailing the production and shooting schedule for... A television special for Cassandra Madrigals uh, to summon uh, wisdom 
to summon wisdom for the world from beyond. They're preparing to film oh, right shoot. now. We'll begin shooting in a matter of three or four hours. Ah, um, oh, this was all a stunt to make her popular. Uh, they, there's also a handwritten note at the bottom uh, indicating that someone plans to speak the final keywords uh, of the ritual just as Cassandra finishes her shows on the national broadcast showing our truth to the world. Signed, Dellinger. Oh, shit. Alright, so uh, I recommend we disrupt that ritual before we leave. Yep, we better get going. Uh, okay. So, what are you going to do with uh, Jonathan? Uh, we're taking him along with us, um, handcuffed and gagged. Okay, he is very, very weak. Um, Tom Carrion. No, I'm already gone. <laughs> Where we'll you let going? his wife deal with him after this. Like, hey, we found him! Yeah, go us! <laughs> Alright. Oh, by the way... No, we could probably get him healed from Cassandra. Let's go. We'll bring him to you. Okay. Anyways, um, so you are heading straight to Westside Studios, where yep. this memo uh, says the production is going on. Okay. Hey, we get out before the sun. All right. Uh, of course, you. There is quite a bit of traffic on the way. It is Bullshit. LA. Uh, let's see. You can try a driving check or make a intimidation or streetwise. Spin. I'll make a driving check. Uh, I'll make a driving check. All right. Go ahead. Are you all have any points on it? It's like we're the Duke Actually, boys, yeah. too. How much are you going to spend? Two. All right. Five. All right, there you go. Um, you are driving like a maniac, and... Uh, I'm a smart guy. You cut, you know, an hour and a half out of the way, giving you guys uh, about an hour before the... Uh, uh, well, actually, you get there shortly before the... Um, Thing starts. The it's going to be a live telecast, but you have about ten minutes before they start, and it'll. According to the memo, the shooting the ritual will finish an hour into the broadcast. So, um, got about an hour and fifteen minutes before the ritual finishes. So now that you're there, but of course Westwood Studios is a fairly large studio, and it's crawling with security guards, barricades, reporters. And so things. Apparently, this is a pretty. Uh, there is some buzz about the event. This is one station, though, right? It's not like it's like it's a studio. It's yeah, like a, yeah. But I just mean it's not like a you know, It's not like national coverage. It's not like multiple like, stations or anything like that. It's just idea. Like it's like for, it's like yeah. Uh, drape a coat over Mr. Bentley, so yeah. it just looks like he's wearing a nice coat. Yeah, not handcuffed and probably shirtless. Okay. Um, and as we go to the studio. Or is we like we need to get Mr. Bentley to the stage of the broadcast. He's supposed to be a very special guest. Okay. That's weak Bernie's this. Do you have impersonation? No. I have flirting. <laughs> Can I no, flirt no, with one no. of the bureaucracy? Can we do the bureaucracy again? Um I have intimidation. I would say with in, uh, intimidation, you could certainly threaten your way in. Well, yeah, it's like, if you don't fucking let us get this man to he's, the he's, that would be a two he, point. He's going to sue the crap out of this. Uh, that would be a two-point intimidation spin. I only have one left. Damn! What about, does anybody else have intimidation? No. Tom? No. Oh. Trivia off. I'll have a trivia off with one of the guys. <laughs> um, you can intimidate him to enough point that the other, the rest of you can sneak in. Um, I get that. Uh, so go ahead and give me an infiltration check. Damn it! Or again. surveillance. Damn it! Got one point left in infiltration. Okay. And I will spend it. 
Six. All right. You get in, and uh, of course you're left holding with uh, Bentley, so you'll have to find another way in, Cody. Okay. So, so I lose my, my intimidation, I'm done. Um, yeah, you can't use it anymore. Okay. For this scenario. Yeah, no. Um, anyway, so that takes you about 15 minutes to get you two in, so you start looking around. Um, let's see, there's of course, so you're, you know, lost in the bowels of the, the studio, the massive recording. Uh, it's a big, you know, place. Anyways, um, so what are you going to do, Cody? How are you going to get it? Um, let's see. Well, oh, are you? Okay. I'm negotiation. Okay. Um, listen, sorry that I threw a big hissy fit right there. <laughs> okay. Um, but I gotta get in there, you know. Um, Cassandra's my girlfriend, and uh, I've I have to see her. So, uh, is, if it's how much negotiation any, do you have? I have one left. All right, uh, I'll give it to you if you can spend if you spend that. Okay, that's fine. I'll spend it. All right, that's good enough. All right, you spend it. You manage to talk your way in, negotiate your way in. Um, he says, just for a few minutes, um, you know. That's all I'll need. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So the two of you are in. You got a few minutes in. You can see Cassandra. There's a live studio audience, of course. And she's in a big robe, new agey robe. She's talking about the new, you know the new age of Aquarius, how the world is <laughs> going to be healed, and how they need Wait, wisdom. Wait, do we still have Bentley with us? Yes. Uh, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. No, he, you had to leave him behind. Okay. Damn! He's like leaning against the wall. You cracked the window in the car. <laughs> Parked it in the shade. I just thought how awesome it would be to uncuff Bentley and just shove him out on stage. Mm-hmm. Brains! <laughs> Actually, um, the... Two of them, as you're walking around, what are you going to be doing? Like, we didn't plan ahead this far. I didn't think we'd actually get in here. Uh, can Zoe actually get backstage? Yeah. Well, you're sort of wandering the back area, you know, where... I imagine if there's a ritual component here, it'll be in this area of the studio. No, it's in front of the cameras. Ah, piss. Uh, however, the two of you, as you turn around, you see a bright... Young faced uh, usher or production assistant or somebody say the little headset on say, uh, can I help you too? Are you looking are you part of the audience here? Let, here, let me show you in. Alright. Okay. That's fine. Broke oh luck. He starts uh do either of you have bullshit detector? Yes. Alright. Uh do you want to spend any points on it? Yeah, I haven't spent any yet. Why All not? Right. Well, you're gonna spend one or two. I'll spend them both. Alright. You spin two of them, and you, he, the fresh-faced reporter, or uh, usher, uh, as he starts escorting you in, you realize he's leading you away from the uh, studio, and he's leading you towards an alley, and you notice this, uh, give me surveillance, if you have it. Nope. Alright. Can I make the roll anyway? Um, mm, yeah, with a minus one. Two. No. All right. Anyways, he's leading you away, and he's obviously not an usher, or he's not working for the studio. Can you like give me a sign to tell me this? <laughs> All right. At that point, he draws a gun. <laughs> a fucking liar. All right. <laughs> that was. The Anyways, sign. who has the highest shooting pool? I'm I, not there. I have yeah. six left in my shooting pool. All right. 
Not me. All right. I don't have shooting. He has a shooting of eight, and he's got a silenced pistol. He is going to take a shot at Dan, because Dan noticed him first. He basically draws a pistol and just calmly aims it at you. Aww. Wait, what's your... Uh... Well, I didn't say he was going to spend anything. He thought he could get a shot. All right, so he misses, fortunately. How um, close is he? About ten feet away. Can I charge him and start scuffling? Uh, sure. How'd that bitch miss you at ten feet? What a pussy. Because <laughs> he was drawing a silence pistol and it was too long. Anyways. All right, I, I love you, Ross. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> I do. I really do. Yeah. I'll spend one point from my scuffling. All right. Seven. All right. That, that would hit him. Go ahead and roll damage. What would I have to do to try to tackle him and get that silenced pistol? Three. Athletic? Um, I would say that would be an athletic set. Check. Dick. All right. Now, hand-to-hand combat has a minus two modifier, so you do one point or of damage. would scuffling be part of that? The what? Like, trying to take the gun away from him. Wouldn't it be scuffling? Actually, yeah, it would be a scuffling. It would be an opposed scuffling check. Okay. So, I'll be doing uh, that. Tom, what are you going to do? Like, are they on the ground? Yeah. I'm going to try and, like, just... Is this the gun handout? Um, yeah, t- he's trying to aim at a uh, dance. I step on it. Okay, give me a scuffling check. I guess I'll just roll it then. Yeah. Three. Three. He has, uh, let's see here. Um, I'd say you get it. So you step on the gun. Mm-hmm. And go like kind of... No. Okay. I don't, I don't, I, I'm just trying to hold the gun yeah. in place. All right. So it's not pointed at him. All right, he is going to try and punch you in the face, Dan. So like hell, or try and get you off. So whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second! Wait a second! I didn't know this was going to turn into some sort of anti. He's going to he's going to turn spend two points on his stuff. Getting off means masturbating. (laughs) The cow says. All right, he hits. So. Uh, he does two points of damage to you mm-hmm. as he uh, elbows you in the face Ow! and uh, knocks you down. Um, so you could try and grapple him again, or you could try and just punch him in the face. Or you, what are you gonna do, Dan? Put him in a headlock. Okay, this will be an opposed scuffling check. How many right. points are you gonna spend? I'll spend two. He's gonna spend one. What'd you get? Four. At six. All right, he uh, actually you come at him. You you uh, try. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Come as Billy That's a double entendre. Yes. Oh. You uh, uh, try and uh, put him in a headlock, but he does a. He basically throws you over his shoulder. Um, Except for no, that one hand, I've still got pinned to the ground. Right? No, he you you only did one point of damage. You basically stamped the gun out and then. Mm. Let him go, because he was scuffling. Um, he was like a little. He does one point of damage to you as he throws you. Am I still in the car? Uh, no, you're you've gotten past the guy. Hello. Um, <laughs> you're trying to find the others. Uh, give me a surveillance check. Fuck. Two. All right. You, you don't fucking find. You won't find him until after the fight. That's fine. Um, Tom, what are you gonna do now? I'm gonna kick the guy when he's down. Well, he's gotten back up. Oh, well, then I'm going to, like, then, blah! <laughs> You're just going to freak out. <laughs> Wait, no, if, if the pistol is on the ground, I suggest getting it. Okay. 
Uh, in fact, well, you, Tom, you, you, you still froze up. Now it's a new round. No, I'm, I, no, I'm, no my, my response, no, that's not my action to freeze. Okay. I was going to I'm do something. So it's like, Bleh! I gotta do something. Okay. Uh, I'll reach for the gun. Okay, give me an athletics check. Two. Okay, you're pretty slow. And uh, it's a new round. He is going to spend uh, two points on an athletics check to do a shoulder roll, grab the gun, and then um, uh, away from you guys. So, Dan, what are you going to do? Or what, are you going to try and uh, grab the gun before he does? Uh, I'm taking athletics. I'll just scuffle him, try to keep him okay. busy. Uh, Alright, go ahead and go. Spend one point. Alright. Four. Alright, go ahead and roll damage. Five minus two, three. Alright, they are. You slam into him, but he grabs the gun. Dick! So he'll be able to shoot next round. But you really hurt him. Sorry. Anyways, um, so Tom tries to scuffle him again. And says, stop. And hit. Nice. I gotta go. Okay, well, actually, never mind. No, no, that's fine. Okay, fine. Oh, but anyway, he does one point of damage. Tom, you punched him. Okay. Alright, he has the gun. Yeah, now he has the gun. He's going to shoot Dan again. Bullshit. Are you going to try and, uh, Grab the gun from his hand. Sure, why not? All right, he's going to spend three points on his athletics. This is opposed athletics. Yeah. You got a seven. <laughs> All right. He has. Uh, he's going to be shooting you now in the head with a gun. Bullshit. All right. Tom, are you going to do anything about it? Yeah, I'll grab the gun. Okay, give me an athletics check. He only has one point left on his athletics. Fuck. <laughs> But after this... <laughs> yeah, he's still going to shoot Dan. He's going to spend two on the shooting. No, he's not. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that would No, hit. he's not. Uh, three points of damage. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. Um, yeah. Actually, no. You Five points of damage, because it's a point blank. Fuck. Yeah. Four. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, new round. Um, what are you going to do, Dan? Fucker pissed me off. Punch the shit out of him. Okay. Spend a point out of my scuffling. Okay. <laughs> you know, the word scuffle at this point is yeah. just... Four. Okay, that hits. Scuffling. Four damage. Alright. Um, fortunately, though, you, you get winged and then you knock him down. So he's... Uh, needs to make a consciousness check. And he fails. Yes! Knock him out. So... Uh, then you show up, Cody, and you see them, they've just beaten the crap out of an usher. <laughs> and he's holding a silence pistol. Or no, they're, well, usher with a silence pistol. And How long does it take to use medic? Uh, just a little bit, but it, you can't use it anymore until you get below zero. Oh, okay. So, um, actually, no, you can still use one point to get, heal two points of damage. Alright. I'll put myself back up to four. <laughs> Alright. Anyways, uh, so what's the plan now? Uh, you realize now there are probably other guys looking around for you, guys with silenced pistols. But now we have a silenced pistol. Yeah, true. Um, now I have a machine gun. I ho, ho, ho. 
Yes. Uh, I suggest of course, you have your unsilenced pistols pistol too. Back to the studio and busting a silenced cap in her ass. Should we figure out some way to like disrupt the broadcast? Let's call it a bomb threat. No. What? Well, it's a live broadcast. It might not happen in time to uh, shut it down. Just mean like, like knock down a tower is what I mean. Like, I mean, uh, like, not a, a tower, but you know, like. Do you have any of you have electronic surveillance? God damn it. Do any of you? Well, what? It's just like a bunch of. It's like three assholes that are staring. Let's just blow the tower, man. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, me neither. Never mind. Should have said it. I'm gonna fight some more. Uh, Well, there are other ways. I mean, a bomb threat probably wouldn't take it. Wouldn't happen quick enough. But there are obviously other ways to do it. We could just run into the studio during the live broadcast like, This is an abomination of God! And fire the gun up in the air. You know, another thing we could do is just walk into to, like, the, this is like, the booth where like, the producers are and stuff like that and then try and stop them. Yeah, you could. That's what I'm going to do. Alright. Uh, I'm going to walk in with my gun out just a little bit, you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> Alright. Fourth time. You, uh, you do so, you see there's a dozen people you know, running around. Go to, mon- go, go to camera three, go to camera two. Da, da, da. It's you like, ice latte. I said iced! Yeah. Um, you see um, through the monitors, you can see on the soundstage, uh, Cassandra in an ornate but skimpy outfit seated in the center of a large pentagram inscribed on the stage floor. Candles and um, candles and incense are burning. Uh, uh, and she is chanting in a nonsense tongue and swaying rhythmically to music that has a traditional Arabic backbeat. Studio audience is held in rapt silence at the proceedings, leaning forward to await the results of her efforts. What kind of eye does she have? Huh? No, her eye is now normal. No! Oh, she no! fixed it? No! I had a yes. great pun! Fine! <laughs> should never have <laughs> Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Man, you know she's black magic. Um, yeah, oh. anyways, there's also a man uh, sitting nearby assisting in the ceremony. Well, I'm I think if we just cast them both, it's done. Well, that's well, she's not you. part of it. Of course, it, remember right? you're also trying to keep a lid on this stuff, so you might start with the controls. Of course, the guys, uh, the one of the PAs notices you're one of the editors. Network people's like, "Who the hell are you? Get the hell out of here!" Are we Security. All in the... okay, we're well, I assume you are. Uh, I am for sure. Uh, well, so what about you? I didn't know. I didn't know where you guys. We're, were, we're, we're like we're moving the unconscious body somewhere out of sight. Okay. <laughs> oh, we borrow your hand. Oh. No, you don't have any extra handcuffs. Preparedness you bag. have a preparedness bag. You have fifteen in your preparedness bag. That's right, bag. I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Give me a preparedness. Pull out bag. your handcuffs. <laughs> you are well more prepared than I am. Next time we need to request silence. Would you get five? Okay. No, yeah. I've got a silence. Well, like in those, my like, bag. Like those plastic things. And... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Plastic uh, uh, like... zip ties or whatever. Um, Gat. Oh, and uh, gag him. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Which you uh, have duct tape in there, so yeah, that's you know, okay. around and around right. and around and they around and around. Where you are and where you are. <laughs> okay, so they come up to me and they're trying to get me out of the uh, the studio or the the booth. The notes. booth, yeah, the production. Booth. Um, I'm going to use cop talk. Cop talk. All right, give me a spend. Okay. Um, One or two points. Two. All right. Tell them that you got the bomb threat and you need this thing shut down. Listen up, son. We've got a uh, we've got some major problems on our hands. This whole place is just in complete and total red zone. We're talking major alert here. 
For what? I haven't heard of anything. You know, uh, there's there's a threat on Cassandra's life. We're going to have to shut this thing down. We're live. We're broadcasting to millions of people. That's fine. You're going to have to go to something else. Cue up an All in the Family rerun or something. <laughs> Something's got to be done. You cannot show we're, like, we're about to a commercial break. She's well. She's just going to finish the ceremony. Then we're going to go just to commercial break. Just cut it now. Break. I mean it. Cut it now, Look, son. We don't go to have... break early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cut to commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He, uh, they uh, cut to commercial break unexpectedly. They're still recording, but it's not broadcasting live. Okay. Well, we always got that going for us. Uh... I will have your badge, sir. We we this is unacceptable. I'll have what? your balls, motherfucker. Shut up and sit down. <laughs> All right. Goddamn Batman. <laughs> All right. Who's uh uh? What are you you two gonna be doing? Well, uh, we really didn't plan this, did we? <laughs> All right. Let's make our way back. You to guys the are useless to me. <laughs> let's make our way back to the studio. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's easy to find. I mean, the pressure <clears throat> booth is basically overseeing the studio, mm-hmm. so the the soundstage. So um, you can easily go into the studio audience. You could walk up on stage if you wanted to. All right, uh, from what we can see of the rituals, are an easy is she is she conducting the ritual or is she just yeah she seems to be conducting most of it. There's the one guy with a hood over his thing in the background, sort of chanting behind her, but um, you don't you know. According to the memo, he's the Dellinger is going to say the final few words, so he's probably hanging back until then. That's probably him, then, isn't it? <sighs> Son of a bitch! I hate not knowing shit. Um, Can I make a knowledge check? Would disrupting her part of the ritual disrupt the ritual? Actually, um, where she's kind of just eye candy for everyone else. There, that's uh, give me a cult study spin. Uh, you know, at this point, yeah, sure. All right, you decide. You realize that um, if you disrupt it, something's probably going to pop through. But if you let it finish, it'll be under their control, and it will stay there permanently. If you disrupt it now, the sooner you disrupt it, the the shorter it will be there. The right. less time it'll be there. Anyone gonna have a problem with me just silence pistoling her ass right now? I'm not there. Just, uh, what about the guy behind her? I've got two rounds in this gun. Uh, I, I kind of, she was okay. She's a bad guy. Alright, shoot her. (laughs) Alright. Give me a stability check to shoot her. Wait, wound her. Shoot to wound. Two. Two. Ooh. First failed stability check. Interesting. At the critical moment. Yeah, great work. Anyways. Um, Don't you die. Let's I'll see. kill you, die. Your name is even dead. Um, die. I'd say that's four stability points to shoot someone who is not a threat to you. Alright. An innocent person you've talked to. And Dude, I always say shoot this... You should, you should shoot the guy behind her. Because we don't know him. Anyways, you shoot her. Or go ahead and give me the shooting check, too. I'll spend two points out of shooting. All right. To wound. Can we, can we specify shoot to wound? Yeah. That would be a different target number, then. Do it. Three points, then. <laughs> All right. Five. Five. All right. 
the final result is an eight. Uh, yeah, you shoot her in the shoulder, and she, you know, blood immediately uh, uh, flows on her uh, ornate robes. Um, and there's a scream, a uh, uh, call and a hue uh, from the the uh, studio crowd, uh, uh, studio audience. And the man unveils his robes and points at two people behind you, and they you see two other ushers armed with silenced pistols uh, descending on you. And then there's the earthquake, uh, or at least it feels like that. Until um, LA. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, support beams, uh, the earth starts shaking, and support beams holding up stage light begin to quiver, fall apart. You know, lights crash nearby, electrical wires suddenly fly up, and uh, one actually flies up and stabs into Cassandra's midsection. Um, then it actually tears her in half as all three of you give uh, the new stability check. I'll spend one stability this time. Why not? Two. Eight. Five. Okay. Go to you lose eight stability. What? I'm at zero! Yeah. Hold on, because I'm not done about what happens. All of you watch aghast, even uh, as it tears her apart. Then the electrical cabling, the support beams, all start reforming a horrible new creature. Uh, her entrails and connective tissue become enmeshed in the wiring. They wrap around the remnants of support beams to form a vaguely humanoid mass of twisted scrap held together by strings made of Cassandra's flesh. Uh, the thing screams and uh, uh, turns towards near the nearest cameraman, and um, the wires fly from its arm thing and eviscerates him and adds its tissue to the framework. Um, the man behind it uh, Dellinger, he was yelling something in Latin or something you can't tell, is the next to feed its appetite, holding his arms open to the thing and cackling as he is ripped apart. And that's what cost eight sand uh, yeah, stability. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, that's... I, I guess, I don't know. Um, you are shaken. You are, uh, can still do your job. You can't spend points from the pools of your investigative ability. I'm like, Difficulty number of all general abilities were, uh, increased by one. And there I am. Um, oh yeah, guy ripped in that part. Okay, let's go. Uh, and what did the the rest of you pass? Uh, yeah, I got an eight. Yeah, yeah I got a. Okay. Oh, five. you spent two stability. <laughs> a wise investment. Anyways, it. Um, what is everyone gonna do? Soil myself. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm guessing shooting. Metal propelled by gunpowder is not going to do much against a. You don't know. Organic. It seems rather unstable, though. You don't know how long it's going to last. It hey, could be seconds, it could be minutes, try it could firing, be hours. Try firing, or firing a bullet. Just see what happens. The, sure. the last bullet in the silence pistol. Sure, why not? All right. I'll spend the rest of my shooting. Because, of course, you could try and just you know do something to destroy the whole studio or something. But anyway. Is there a gas line nearby? Well, there is a lot of electrical stuff, and, you know, it looks pretty unstable, so you probably could start an electrical fire somewhere. There's all that wiring overhead. So you're saying I should shoot at the wiring, then? Yeah, why not? All right, I'll shoot at the wiring. I'll spend the rest of my shooting to get a good shot. Okay. So it's three, total of seven. All right, you shoot a fuse box. There's a massive explosion of sparks, and it starts to easily create an electrical fire. People start screaming, start running around. Uh, the fire starts spreading. Uh, everyone, give me an athletics check. 
dick. The ushers drop their pistols and run, by the way. Six. They have four. Okay. What about you, Dan? Oh, poor Dan. Dude, stop doing that. Uh, you take seven points of damage. What's Negative that? three. Oh, you're fine. Anyways, uh, you are heavily wounded as you the entire studio catches on fire and uh, burns to, well, you know, a crisp. No, no. Um, later on, there's no... Trace. Trace of the creature, or apparently. Or at least the, you know, people in the studio audience are freaking out. And there are report later on in the weeks and months you find out, you know, that there are reports of a monster, things like that. But easily enough to cover up. But you, Scott, you won't know that for a while. And you have other uh, things to take care of, like Jonathan Bentley and um, uh, Grace and whatever else. So, what are you going to do? Let's call the office. Okay. <laughs> like, hey, what do you want us to do with Mr. Bentley? It's at your discretion. Fuck you. <laughs> he can, if he, it is, uh, we will use your assessment to determine if he can be an asset or if he is a liability. Well, that's, uh, then, I will use, then I will use my science. Okay. Science! To determine... I need to, like... like is, is this oh, hold dying? on, hold is, on. Is when we get back to him, yeah. Dillinger's dead. Yeah. And uh, later on... And tell him that. And what okay. does he do? Uh, he, he, he wakes out of it a little bit, um, but he's still dying, obviously, something is causing it. Um, you start going through the, finally you have time to read the journal, and you realize that Dellinger was some sort of, uh, con man who was, uh, he was, Jonathan was deceived and placed under, uh, Dellinger's control. His efforts to learn about the potion and cure himself his affair with Eve the hiring of Cassandra as a con artist and Dellinger's plan to turn his holdings into an esoterist funding source mm. um, at this point he's Jonathan is fully aware of the esoterist but hasn't been able to gather any of the information other people in Dellinger's cell um, and the photo, there's a photo in the journal that is of Dellinger the man you saw torn apart by the creature um, yeah and uh, the laptop confirms that uh, Dellinger was trying to tap the Bentleys for all the money that they wanted. And, oh, there's also the formula information ref- pertaining to the creation of Fatalix. Mystical Potion is a lethally addictive substance made possible by esoteric magic. The first ingestion creates a strong coma that reduces metabo- uh, metabolic function so much that it resembles death. Afterwards, the victim must continue ingesting regular quantities of the substance to avoid uh, gradually transforming into a zombie-like creature. Skin and organs begin to rot, cravings for raw meat develop, and mental faculties uh, begin to vanish. Tissue will even regenerate over time if the potion is taken. As an emergency measure, there is another single substance that will purge the effects of the potion from the body after a single dose. This antidote is extremely difficult to make and can only be produced uh, a dose at a time. So, uh, that's more recent. Don't do drugs. Give me, do you have any chemistry points left over? Yes, I have, I have lots of chemistry points. Alright, you spin, spin in point, you realize that those failed samples and the unlabeled bottle, <laughs> can you take a guess what that, is, that would be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The antidote? <gasps> yes. Then I'm going to, and I took it yes. with me. Yes, so you have the one antidote. And of course, the moral dilemma now is there are two people who are suffering from it. Which one's the baby? Mm-hmm. And Let's Jonathan. Just uh, 
wouldn't uh, you you can problem is you wouldn't be able to do it in time to save both of them right ba- it would Dude. take months to rep- make one dose baby we're going for the baby okay gonna allow I would it. say let the wife decide why the baby because uh, this is an old guy anyway who's lived a full life yeah but you know the other thing is is that I mean he he does fund like a children's charity I mean he is trying it's to a tax write off and shit yeah, I mean, you know, but it's... And the widow can keep doing it in his name. It might be. I'm the guy with, I'm the guy with medical shit. I know, but, I mean, this isn't even about a medical thing. This is a moral dilemma. Exactly, and my, mor- my moral compass is pretty well set. But here's, here's how... Here's what... Uh, well, I mean, I think we should at least, like, explore the options before just absolutely... Well, like, I'm taking it. I'm going, so... Uh, well, here's... here's let's I'm talk in the car. I'm in the car. <laughs> I'm driving away. Here's what we do. I'm driving. We tell what we'll go ahead and give it to the baby. We'll tell the wife that he has actually, after seeing this child and understanding that the child was suffering from the same condition that he was, devoted the rest of his remaining life to develop the cure for the child. Now, here's here, here's the thing, though. Okay, that way, that way, in uh, the public light, no, he goes down as someone that wanted to do what's right for kids, and the. Probably exactly. the foundation will get incredible amounts of money, more so than if he had continued to live himself. But here's the other thing: is that is that I think that he would do more good if he was alive than the baby. The baby is just the this like the dying son of a fucking hooker. So therefore, that kid has absolutely no opportunity. See, that's, yeah. See, that's why we're against you. Because the kid's gonna grow up and be nothing, and, and this guy have, already has money, and he and he can do something. And he has family, and he has a wife. Exactly, and he's and he has who's old. That his wife probably doesn't have. We're already, we're already going to the children's hospital. Like, okay, huh? fine, you know, go ahead and choose the wrong path. Let the little fucking waste of space kid live. That's fine. Go ahead. This baby that can't do shit. His mama is like nothing but a hooker. He'll not won't even remember this shit that happened. You know, go ahead. Fine. No, go ahead. And turn the radio yeah, on. Yeah, no, that <laughs> makes more sense. Fine. fine. Well, turn the radio on. Well, okay. That's fine. That's your decision? Yes. Alright. You, uh, have the... No, I fucking draw a gun. I'm fine. No. <laughs> no. No, I got, I got shooting points to, to, to spend. Gonna, you don't have any. <laughs> you're gonna shoot your brothers? You know, uh, it's just, I'm just saying that it just, it, it doesn't... And you agree with that so strongly that you'd shoot us. There is another solution, too. What's that? Well, don't you have two potions? A failed one. Well, no, there's the one from the shop, too. Well, we can keep him alive with the other stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't like that one, Ross. Well, it gives God? us... God? And we Wait, took several of those. If we... What, what we chance do we have... steal more from... If we steal, yeah, if we steal what's left of the stuff in the shop, how, could we keep them both alive long enough to replicate the cure? Possibly. Then let's take the chance. All right, that's fine. So who's okay. getting what? You guys, you, you, since you broke in successfully, you go get the stuff. I don't have any more infiltration. Well, the place is already open. Oh, okay. Yeah, we forgot to lock it. <laughs> uh, that's... Did you... And you didn't lock, say anything about locking it on the way out, did you? That's... No. So it's all stolen now. Yeah, Those pretty fucking much. junkies. Yeah. Fucking junkies. They're going to turn into fucking zombies now. Let me go and find Whoa, one of the that's junkies. Good, that Skid Row is going to get even worse. I don't know how that was possible, but yeah, it's going to get worse. Well, we stole well, some of it, too. You had, you had like, one, the one bottle. Wouldn't that be enough? That would be enough to save Jonathan's life for a while, at least. Until we can replicate the cure. 
Uh, possibly. So here, you take Actually, that. Actually, can I go to Skid Row and interrogate people to try and find more of the like all the of the vials? Um. Actually, uh, you have any streetwise left? I have one streetwise. You actually find out easily from one of the bums uh, nearby that a gang has started selling a new drug in the area uh, shortly after you guys uh, left, and that this is a very addictive drug. They call it uh, uh, Dream Time, because uh, when you take it the first time, you go into dreamland for a long time, and then afterwards you have to keep taking it. Sons of bitches. So, yeah. so I'm heading to the hospital then. We'll okay. So you're giving the baby the uh, antidote. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I guess since Bentley's still in the car, infiltration left. Or how are you going to get in and give it to the baby? Are you going to just march in here? Take this substance, and the baby shall be cured. I'll go in with the same story as before. That as a child psychologist, I hear that. Do you have any forensics? Yes. Or I mean, um, reassurance. Oh yeah. All right. Still got one. How many points up? Two. All right. Um, you assure the mother, and she thanks you. Well, it's, I'm essentially going to say it is like this is mostly as a chemical to help the child with because right now it's experiencing incredible amounts of trauma with the amount of pain it's going through, and this isn't like a painkiller. It's more of an antipsychotic to keep and a purgative. And yeah, okay. And here we go. Um. Yeah, you uh, give it to him, and the baby almost has an uh, immediately positive reaction. She um, is a she. Despite this, she is incredibly inquisitive. She demands to know what's going on. Uh, she wants to know where you got the substance. Why no one else knows about it? She uh, starts saying she'll start raising hell uh, with the guards if get you arrested unless you tell her what's going on. You, she says, you must know who the father is. What's going on? You know more than what you're letting on. We've seen conditions like this before. We? Yes, we. Two of us. Psychologist. Chemist. She, uh... And that's it. Who do you work for? An organization that helps people in times of need. MSNBC. (laughs) She says... Well, my baby... He's gonna live, but I'm gonna find out what's going on. I'll know... I'm not going to stop until I find out. I've cleaned up, and I'm going to... She, she's just... I, I got to... Tell me who the father is. At least give me that. <laughs> A man by the name of Dillinger. What? That's all Dude. we could find out about him. All right. Uh, it says, tragically, it's like, tragically, he died. Yes. Huh. That's why that's all we could find uh, out. She's left with <laughs> <laughs> That is why. Uh, it worked. Um, the re- uh, reunion with Jonathan and Grace is mostly, you know, grateful. She is uh, uh, joy- joyous as she uh, hugs him and is incredibly grateful, but then she realizes that there's a lot going on that she isn't being told. Um, well, that'll be up to her husband to tell her. Jonathan actually begins telling her everything. And, um, they, after minutes, uh, you know, after she, she literally explains everything and she, uh, apologizes and they say she, she loves it. You know, they love each other. It's true love. I'll mention, give us a little time and we'll have another dose of that. Um, finally, though, 
Jonathan thanks you guys, but says, I, I don't want to live like this. And, well, uh, you don't have to. We have a cure. I don't think it'll last that long. It took us six months. Took them six months to make one dose. The, the a single one of these is only going to last a few days. Um, I I don't want to turn into that thing. I she turns. Please let me go on while I'm still human. She you know grabs her mouth and and just. Oh yeah, we're really good at role playing this shit. Yeah, we are. <laughs> she uh. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> please just. Remember me while I was human. I don't, I don't want you to see you what I'm what I'm going to become. So uh, that's it. She uh, the uh, he goes over to a cabinet, opens it up, and it's obviously a large collection of rifles and pistols. Uh, you know, mostly hunting rifles. And uh, he takes one of them, or takes a revolver from it, and says, "Thank you." Uh, this isn't the happiest ending, but it's what I deserve. I I hope I'll be yeah. forgiven in the next life. And with that, he uh, goes out to the um, backyard, you know, the stunning view of the Hollywood Hills, the beautiful nature, and the woods. And he says, just leave, let me go alone. And he walks out into the woods. Ten minutes later, you hear a shot. And she starts sobbing uncontrollably, and she says, "You can go." He's like, yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna go. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm surprised we stayed for those ten minutes. So afterwards, it's like, well, it's not ten minutes; it's more like three minutes. You know, just enough for him to get out of sight. Yeah. Then a brief pause, and then a gunshot. The Cardi boys solve another mystery. <laughs> the mystery right. of the pirates of Pirate Cove. <laughs> pirates. Anyway, so the that is sleep. Profane Miracles, the sort of uh, action kind of scenario from the Esoterra. So, question, comment, suggestions before I, as we wrap this game up. Um, yes. I, I like the the system. I thought yeah. it was a good system. Yeah. yeah, no, it's really easy to pick up. I was surprised. Yeah, you know, it's it's Cthulhu in its moments. And... Yeah, um, I have some Trail of Cthulhu, which is you know uh, actual Trail of Cthulhu, and there's also Mutant City Blues, which is uses the same system and does it for superhero stuff. So that might be worth checking out sometime. Um, and then there's Fear itself, which is just normal people trying to survive. And the thing about Fear itself is characters <coughs> get bonuses for doing things that they things that people. Players wouldn't do in horror games like you would get bonuses for going down the dark basement, things like that. Um, so yeah. So uh, anyway, highlights of the game. Anything you guys particularly like, dislike? Anything you'd like to say? Um, I think that. Well, I mean, at least as a as a as far as the supplement goes, or as, the, as far as the, the story goes, I thought it was a I thought it was really well done. I thought the I thought it was a good mystery, at least. You okay. know? I didn't get to say my one one-liner at the end. Oh yeah, what was that? Um, I was, was that hoping. Time? I was hoping I was getting to, uh, getting to the position where I was going to kill her. Yeah. But what you should have said, since you did kill her, is you should have said, "You're about to get an eyeful," <laughs> and then like. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, people you game with? Yes, it is. Uh, Dan, anything you like to? Add? I I kind of liked it. I like how the scenario has a lot of. Hmm dead ends in a sense and a lot of things that 
I like the or things yeah. that seem like dead ends at first. I like the the best. Sometimes a bathroom is just a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I like how Cassandra at first just seemed to be like a crack, yeah, or quack new age healer type person that yeah. was actually just a puppet in the whole thing. To find out she's actually an integral part of it later. Yeah, that was that was fun. The moral dilemma of old man, rich old man versus Innocent crack baby. baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Zombie well, juice, baby. <laughs> yes. I, I also just liked it, like there at the end when you find out that that oh we didn't lock all that back up and <laughs> now there's gonna be that's zombie. actually not written in the scenario. I just realized just, that that would be the logical thing. Well, that, yeah, you know, it's just like so now there's gonna be zombie you know, gangs. Fuck, yeah, know? that's well, actually yeah. It makes sense, you know. It's just like you know, there's three guys standing outside. We've opened it up. Might as well go in and loot the place. Yeah, exactly. What's well, all this shit? Let's just go and get high off of it. You know. Yeah. Because we're junkies. So, yeah. That's what we yeah. do. We, yeah. you know. uh, Tom, any, any other thoughts? I think I kind of just summed it all up there. I, you know, they, I could re- reiterate what they said, but... Yeah. Okay. I, I, some, I Honestly, like, investigation's not entirely my thing. Right. But I, enjoy, I you know, enjoyed the game. I think this is a better investigative system than, say, normal systems like Call of Cthulhu or something like that. I still like Call of Cthulhu better. Yeah, but I, still, I like the system as in and of itself. I like yeah. to do more. Di- I like to do different things using it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the Mutant City Blues could be really fun in yeah. the system. Well, Fear itself also is um, just sort of survival horror. It's not like investigative based. Like it's just you know normal people facing horrors and things like that. So like uh, yeah. In terms of like the gum chew system, just as a complete system for investigation, mm-hmm. and the fact that there's different ways to even play Mutant City, Terrorist, Fear Itself, is I like how it's a very versatile system if you want to run an investigative game, and it's really easy to run. It seems like so. yeah, yeah, and it, you know I, I think that that and it's just you know. I, it feels like you you have a lot more room for character development as far as like as like player characters go. I mean, obviously you can in like in this uh, system or yeah, in this yeah. system, in yeah. this system because you know I mean, it's just you know obviously one of the biggest detractors of Cthulhu is that there's just really in yeah. my your mind, characters they're yeah they're disposable. I know, yeah. I know they're not supposed to be, but they are. Yeah, no, they yeah. are. But you know, it's, yeah, you it's never like get attached this. to that character. Yeah, yeah, it's like this, even though even though like. I didn't really get into my, like my character as far right. as like you know it's just you, how much can you do in one game? Right. Well, but, it is know, a one I, shot too. So. Yeah, yeah. I just I just felt like I felt like you know pretty attached to the character, even though he was essentially useless in certain situations. You know. Well, yeah. But I mean, just, that's why you're yeah. part of a team. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, you know, it's just, it, that's that's it, another thing know. I like. There's like this teamwork comes in. Teamwork that. teamwork comes in much handier. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, one person can't do it all. Right. Yeah. So, That's uh, true. You can yeah, actually one thing like in Cthulhu, you had when we were running masks. It seemed like there were sometimes I had a character that I thought would be useful in contributing, but no, he wasn't, not at all. And then pretty <laughs> much, and pretty much, you all had to have guns and um, yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Uh, any last words before I shut the recorder off? Or motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. All right. Cool. Peace out, America. Uh, um, bitchy cunt whore fuck. <laughs> cunt, 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 cunt. <laughs> All right. This is Ross Bain here with uh, RP Roleplay and Public Radio, and we've been doing Profane Miracles, and uh, we'll catch you next time.